Hello and welcome to the first ever live diminishing returns and video diminishing returns. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've dabbled in video content before, haven't we? Um, I'm Sol. Uh, you can finally see what I look like if you've never <laughs> bothered to look it up before. Uh, joining me as always is Alan, who you as patrons should hopefully have seen eating a spoonful of mustard in our one previous <laughs> foray into video content. Alan, say hi. Hello. <laughs> and uh, joining us as sometimes, but quite often, is uh, the one, the only, Mr. Calvin Dyson. Hello. And Emily Slade, friend of the show, good friend of the show at this point, uh, <laughs> has been kind <laughs> enough to be a sort of compare for us tonight, I think. So, hi, Emily. Thanks. Hello. You're welcome. So, um, how's everyone doing with the lockdown? I... I can't see everybody. I'm I'm doing this on my phone, and as a result, I, I I can't do the grid view, so I can't see everybody. I can't see anybody except who's talking. I love that everyone that is experiencing all of the technical <laughs> sort of. Uh... Does anybody know how to do this on a phone? <laughs> well, I've I've got the exact same thing that Alan's dealing with, but it's not a problem for me because I'm not a hundred years old. I want to see the people. <laughs> I want to see everybody. This happens every time we're going to record just like a normal podcast as well, even though it's like the same thing every week. Alan will always have some kind of technical snafu. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> I'm I'm fine just seeing one person at a time. It's it's a well, shame I, we can't see everyone watching, but yeah. I can. I don't know why. You, you well, you're on the desktop, go- aren't you? Oh yes. Oh sorry. Oh, yeah. that's what exactly. Oh. Yeah. Are they? Do they look pretty, Calvin? Every single one of them. Yes. D- describe okay. them to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's some- the best looking one out of, <laughs> out of the lot? Well, someone has a Steve McQueen gif as the. I think that's a gif anyway, or that's an incredible look-alike of Steve McQueen. <laughs> um, so you may have noticed that our, our chat box is open. Um, I don't know if that's unusual. I think it's usually open. I don't know if you can even turn it off. But uh, please do feel free to chime in with comments. It looks like lots of people have been already. We do already. We have the beauty of live broadcasting from Barney M and Tom Patton has come straight in there with I agree with Sol, Lord of the Rings does not hold up. <laughs> oh wow. Right down to business from uh, Tom. How you doing Tom? Nice to nice join us. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so uh, I, I was thinking at the start that we could, you know, because we're on video now, we could do a little kind of MTV Cribs style look around where I live, but I've spent so long precariously balancing my camera up here that I don't want to move it now. So um, <laughs> I'm going to throw that idea out of the window. But I have <laughs> gone to the effort of emulating Calvin by leaning a movie poster sort of awkwardly in the background. What do you mean awkwardly? My <laughs> poster is... Uh... Leaning very well. Are you also enjoying my extra bit of leaning? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you might have noticed that I've got a whole load of books in the background. I've gone for a much more highbrow. Well, I've uh, got books as well underneath the Frasier. But... <laughs> Here we go. Um, this poster, by the way, guys, I don't know if you can see what it is, but this is a, a hint of an upcoming episode, so... Uh, those of you it's listening, not a hint won't be so able much to... as a reveal. <laughs> well, no, because there's there's some significant glare uh, on the <laughs> poster, so they might not be able to see what it is. Um, but yeah, that is something we're going to be covering in the coming weeks if all goes to plan. Um, Do you so... like my background of a plain white wall? It's, it's nice, isn't it? <laughs> 
I like the jackets all. I know, yeah. It's it's uh, something I've learned from uh, Electric Six, the the masters of entertainment. You'll see him just milling about in like a jumper, you know. Should I put a jacket on? Before the show, and then they walk away, and they come out on stage wearing suits all done up, and then they go off stage at the end, and they come out to meet the crowd, and again they're in like woolly jumpers and scruffy. <laughs> Tom Patton has just asked what film did everyone see last? He saw Schindler's List yesterday for the first time. That's fun. Ooh, for quarantine. For the first time. I watched Schindler's List for the first time quite uh, recently, actually, a few weeks ago. And um, really fun film. I might as well get into it now because I, I don't know if it's quite a breeding ground for comedy gold. So it's probably not something <laughs> that we're going to do a main episode on. We might. I don't know. Uh, but my mum basically got me to watch Schindler's List uh, when I was about far too young to watch Schindler's List. I was probably like seven or eight because it was on Channel 4 and she thought, oh, this is an important film. I'm going to be a great parent and make my kid watch this film, even though they have no concept or understanding of uh, what it's about. And I mean, I had a vague idea. I knew what World War Two was at that yeah, age. I was going to ask that. How what? old were you again? Sorry. <laughs> Seven or eight. Um, I remember watching... I mean, I rewatched it recently, so I, I remembered the point I got up to, which is when Rafe Fiennes goes into a room and shoots someone in the head, I think. Uh, but it's about halfway through, exactly. And my mum was like, no, no, it's too, it's too, it's horrible, and turned it off and wouldn't let me watch the rest. But <laughs> I don't think I was really getting it anyway. So for years and years, I kind of had it in my head that I had seen... Schindler's List, even though I kind of hadn't. Similar to Lord of the Rings The Two Towers. Uh, and I watched it recently, a few weeks ago, and it was phenomenal. It, it, I wept. Uh, what, Lord of the Rings The Two wept. Towers? No, God no. I, I mean, I cried at that for different <laughs> reasons. Just fatigue. <laughs> Tom says that yeah. you watching it is what made him watch it. It was the last film on oh, the yeah. IMDb top 10 that he hadn't seen. Ah. Um, George actually, saw Goodfellas for the first time yesterday and oh, I've seen oh. Peter saw a razor head for the first time. Oh. Oh. <laughs> George, a uh, little tip here. If you haven't seen Casino, the sort of spiritual sequel to Goodfellas, check that out. It's, it's much better. And I say this as someone who likes Goodfellas a lot. So, yeah. But yeah, Calvin, Alan, what have you guys been watching? Uh, I saw Mission Impossible, the fourth one. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Ghost Protocol. That's the one, yeah. The Brad on, Bird on one, Sunday. yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the Brad Bird one. You've yeah. seen that before, though, haven't I you? Saw it, I saw it at the cinema when it first came out, like, nearly mm. ten years ago now, so I felt like I was kind of going into it afresh, but I'm watching them sort of all the way through for my YouTube channel and uh, I don't like Tom oh, yeah. Cruise at all. I can't stand <laughs> him. And yet I, Ghost Protocol was really great. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I am um, I'm rewatching Community at the minute, which I, I love so much, but I just got to an episode with all these celebrity lookalikes where the gang are made to come and be celebrity lookalikes the other day. And there's a bit where they just kick out a load of celebrity lookalikes and uh a guy comes out wearing sunglasses just going <laughs> and I realised it was meant to be Tom Cruise and uh, <laughs> it was wonderful again, see this is the visual element you guys are getting tonight <laughs> impressions of an impression um, so yeah, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol I remember 
finding it really weirdly directed. Like, it felt very weirdly flat in a kind of weird way with the cinematography. I don't mean flat, like, not enjoyable. Just the cinematography, the layout felt very 2D. And all I could chalk it up to was perhaps because Brad Bird's from an animation background, but that doesn't really make any sense to me. Alan thought it might be because there's so much green screen and VFX work going on. Or, although, to be honest, with Mission Impossible, so much of it's done practically. Yeah, no, I, I watched I the behind-the-scenes I... thing. Tom Cruise was actually out mm. there on that massive building in Dubai. There was, like, no effects. It's like, oh, no, he's actually out there. They're sticking a camera out there, just filming him go. Yeah. It's, we- it's weird when you're watching, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff and he's just, like, hanging around and flipping around the whole building and everything, just, like, all casual, and he's having to act more nervous to be in character. <laughs> like, normally that's the other way around. Actors have to, like, act more casual when they're doing dangerous <laughs> things, but he had to look more nervous. Um, yeah. Don't like Jeremy Renner Alan? in that one either. They definitely oh, introduced God. him as, like, uh, well, if people don't like Tom Cruise anymore, maybe we can just do these <laughs> films with this guy, just like we'll do the yeah. Jason Bourne films and the Avenger films. I've tried that a few times. Yeah. It's never worked. With, like, every <laughs> franchise there is. I'd be well up for a, a Mission Impossible spin-off where we position to following Alec Baldwin as the lead guy instead. Um, <laughs> if I had to pick one of the characters, current, you know, stocky-shouldered Alec Baldwin. Does I'd he, love does to he see him to climbing them? a building. Yeah, isn't he in, like, the sixth one? I've only something? seen up to four. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in it somewhere along the lines. Yeah, he's the he's the boss of the... Like the agency or whatever. Oh, they always have different bosses. It was Tom Wilkinson in this one. In the last one, it was Lawrence yeah. Fishburne. Then it was before that Anthony Hopkins. Then before that, it was some other guy who I don't know. Uh, I think oh, Fishy John Larry Blatt. comes back as well <clears throat> in a subsequent one, though I might be yeah. misremembering. But I I remember with Mission Impossible always thinking like eh, until the most recent one, which I genuinely enjoyed for the first time. Mm. So. Um, they're shaking heads. Tom's to shaking his head. <laughs> oh, nodding his head. <laughs> nodding his head, sorry. Right. In agreement. Tom uh, says Mission Impossible 2 is the best. Chris says, is Mission Impossible what? the first franchise where the first great film came six films in? Uh, Ooh. No. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe Fast and the Furious, but I wouldn't say that's had a great film yet, personally, <laughs> for my taste. Um... Or The Hobbit, Emily. Uh, the Hobbit was... The, the third Hobbit is the sixth Lord of the Rings film, and that is the best <laughs> one, isn't it? <laughs> the third Hobbit is the best Lord of the Rings film. Um, I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. It's my favourite because it's the only one I haven't seen, so... It's whatever I want it to be in my imagination. <laughs> until, yeah, until I force you to do it. <laughs> and then refuse to be part of the episode, so I don't. Have Are to... you going to be looking at the Hobbit ones actually after you've done Lord of the Rings? There's no plans currently, no. but I think it's probably inevitable we'll get round to it at some point. Um, <laughs> people do seem to be enjoying our Lord of the Rings episodes, even though we've been sagging them off. And I thought people really liked those films. <laughs> um, the problem, the problem so... is that we f- we found people who liked Lord of the Rings to come on with us, but we can't find anyone who likes the Hobbit films. <laughs> so these people don't exist. I genuinely, and I know this is this is hideously controversial, but 
my memory of the first Hobbit film is that I might enjoy it more than... I liked the first <laughs> Hobbit film. Oh, I wasn't Hobbit. allowed to see The Lord of the Rings in cinema, so when I got to see the first Hobbit in the cinema and I was in Middle Earth on the big screen, I was like, this is incredible and so much fun and I loved everything to do with Radagast. But I, I must say, when I when I watched... Yeah, when I watched the first Hobbit film, I went to the cinema because I wanted to see the the high frame rate they were filming it in. And um, so for me, there was an element of, oh, this is an interesting new bit of visual tech, and I, I can't quite see this working and taking off, but I had, whenever I got bored, I could just fall back and really focus on the visuals in a way that I couldn't with the other films. Um, I've just realised that our, our third Lord of the Rings episode isn't actually out yet, so for everyone uh, watching this live, uh, sorry, we're kind of spoiling that none of us are one round to it. <laughs> That's not much I, of a I spoiler, say, really. It's, it, yeah. it's to be expected. I'll say Alan and I both kind of do inverted arcs where I feel like I kind of end the trilogy where Alan started it, but then Alan kind of ends the trilogy where I started it. <laughs> Oh, look, wait, guys, I've worked out how to see other people. you done it. Come <laughs> yeah. on, tell me how to do it, Alan. I'll do it on mine. What you do I press? Swipe, uh, swipe, uh, left. Swipe? Yeah, on the phone. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, left. wow, there's everyone. Oh, amazing. I did it by accident. <laughs> so I can see oh, you guys. Cool. I can see Grace. I can see Tom. Uh, I can see a man named iPhone. Looks <laughs> good. Um, Harry uh, had asked, uh, if you'd seen the lighthouse, and if you had, oh, oh hi, uh, hello, Harry. I didn't know you were. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Emily, I think someone's waiting to get in. He says we just got a message. Oh God, yeah, I can Look see. I've these... got a whole load of pop-ups from friend of the show Connor Murray who's yelling about something. So he's probably trying to get in. <laughs> Sorry, I, I know you guys asked a question, but I'm distracted by looking at all these. White men. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone looks right, a lot it. older than That's I thought. Okay. I always I've... thought our listeners were like twelve, but we've I've got seen you all now. I feel better. Grown ups. <laughs> um, the Lighthouse. I watched earlier this year, maybe last year. No, it was last year. I got I got a screener through work, and I forced my girlfriend, who normally only watches stuff like Legally Blonde, to sit through it with me because I really wanted to watch it. And I thought, well, it's got Robert Pattinson in it, um, <laughs> and normally, if she doesn't like something, she makes it very clear. Uh, but I think she was just completely dumbfounded by it and didn't know what to think. She was just very quiet after we finished. But I I loved it. I um. <laughs> I, think it blew I was never quite sold on Robert Eggers, is it? His previous film? Uh, the Witch. The Witch. I didn't dislike <laughs> The Witch. <laughs> it, it was just... I loved the tone, and it was so close to like being this perfectly terrifying film. Mm. But it was also quite boring. <laughs> no, I, I'm totally I know, with was... you on this, because I, I had that kind mm. of reaction to The Witch. Like, it terrified me beyond, like, it was not mm. many films can do that to me these days, but, like, genuinely going to bed when I was living alone at the time, turning off the light, getting into bed, and thinking about 
horrible images from that film. And yet it was also <laughs> a very boring experience to actually watch yeah. it. But saying that, I, I Lighthouse has been on my to-watch list for some time, along with Midsummer as well, I as think. Well, I think oh, it was like, was like elevated, elevated horror. horror. Oh, is it really, oh, is it really good? good? I, I love it. I really love it. But I love oh, that okay. subgenre of folk horror. Have you seen Hereditary? Yeah. Yes, and I loved it. Okay, yeah. Absolutely yeah, loved well, it. Definitely watch Midsummer. <laughs> you, you, um, you don't particularly care for The Wicker Man, do you, Calvin? No. Midsummer is... It's like The Wicker Man, but done in a way where I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. See, we're, we're going to have to do The Wicker Man on the show because... First of all, obviously, the original one is held up as a classic, and I'm with Calvin. I don't think it's that good. Mm. But also, it means we get the chance to talk about the Nicolas Cage <laughs> remake, which is obviously well, well worth the price of admission. It is, yeah. But does that yeah. mean we'll have to talk about those weird, like, sequels that the original Oh, God, The Wicker Tree, yeah. I definitely saw one of um, them. He did one... And then he tried to get another one off the ground in his final years. Ah, that was it, uh, and yeah. I think he launched an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter or something to get the final one funded. Um, I think it was called Cowboys for Christ, but that might be a book he wrote that was something... It's a marketable title. Not connected. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, those sequels are a sorry sight. If uh, mm. if you thought Christopher Lee's cameos in the Hobbit trilogy were depressing, then you should try watching The Wicker Tree, the <laughs> sequel to The Wicker Man, where Christopher Lee is obviously being wheeled in front of a green screen and like poked with a stick until he's said enough words they can edit together into a sentence. It is baffling. Um, oh, I quite I agree actually, with Barney I, M in the comments. Yeah. Half of the 73 Wicker Man is just people dancing and listening to folk music. I, I quite agree. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I got the... Uh, he meant the, that as a compliment. I got the special edition, like, DVD, whatever it was, when it came out, and it had, like, a, a CD of the soundtrack, and I was like, oh, oh I love me some movie soundtracks yeah. and horror. This is going to be great. And putting it in, listening to it, it was like, what the hell is this? It's. Uh, I love the soundtrack. The The crazy Scottish, you know... In the woods there grew a tree and all that. It's brilliant. Um, Peter saw it for the first time the other day um, and Ooh. Judy doesn't really get the hype around the original Wicker Man. I'm taking from that that we all understand the hype from the remake of Nicolas Cage. Because it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, I haven't mean, watched know, it in such a long time, honestly. I would, I would, it would be a good opportunity to watch it again. Mm. Uh, we should, we should cover that. Mm. I think we kind of, it's like every kind of Halloween time, we think we should do it, and then we we don't. It's one of those. I that think, yeah, it it was on the um, it was on the poll for the most recent Easter episode we did as a kind of vaguely <laughs> spring religious theme thing, but. Uh, we did Life of Brian instead. So I think it's inevitable we'll do it because, spoiler alert, it's one of my favourite films and I haven't watched it probably since university. Um, so I have no idea if it holds up or not. But yeah, it's one of the ones we've still not got round to. Uh, yeah. As uh, So I'm... I'm Because we keep going off down all these different tree-branching tangents... I'm still very conscious that we were answering what we've watched most recently. <laughs> so, Calvin, it was Mission Impossible. Yeah. Alan, did you tell us yours? The last, the last thing I watched uh, was High Fidelity. What's that? Oh God, I, I've been meaning to watch that for ages. I've, I've uh, got that on DVD, sat on the shelf. What is that? High Fidelity. Waiting to convince my girlfriend to watch that one with me. The, um, it's... the John Cusack film, right, about a breakup. 
Yeah, it's based on a Nick Hornby novel, so it's a British novel. They transposed it to Chicago, I think it is, and uh, but but it's not been Americanized too badly. It was two thousand. John Cusack the lead. It was kind of Jack really Black. Recent. Two thousand. That's not recent. It's twenty years ago. So. No, I know. I just I, I have it in my head as being like an eighties movie yeah. from that John. Well, yeah, Cusack it was it was heyday. it was sort of Jack Black's kind of making of him. Because mm-hmm. he's just playing himself, like, or at least that kind of Jack Black persona that he does. Um, it's, it's, it's a good, thing, it? it is a good uh, film actually. I rewatched it because I recently saw the musical version of it on stage. Oh, so it was kind of to watch it again, and it's better than the musical. Put it that one. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm very carefully pouring a beer out into this huge uh, tankard. Is that what you call this? I forgot what these... Stein! This huge stein that I'm drinking from. And I didn't want to make too much of a mess. Um, I'm trying to think what I watched most recently. I, well, I'm uh, curious I, though, I, Tom been... asked um, Sol, what's more overrated, Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? And I'm quite interested to hear your <laughs> response to that, actually. I don't think oh, I'm God. Gonna... Without a shadow of a doubt, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Is the more overrated? Yeah, Star oh. Wars is okay. When it's firing on all cylinders, I enjoy Good Star Lord. Wars. It's it's overrated, but like I I think Lord of the Rings is actually like actively bad. Oh, <laughs> so. wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, Star, I, although I don't know, because Star Wars is more popular, isn't it? So, well, yeah, that's why I thought you would have picked that. I yeah uh, mm. yeah, Calvin. Um, I, I am right in my memory that you also do not care for Lord of the Rings, right? Because I've been saying that on our podcast going out at the minute about the trilogy. It, it's been a while since I've watched them, probably too long. I wanna, I wa- I've been wanting to re-watch them recently, actually, um, so I can I, listen to the podcast with some more informed uh, knowledge about the films. I remember liking the first three a lot, but then I think, because the most recent ones I oh, saw really? were The Hobbit, which just, like, I saw them all at the cinema, like, three or four times when they first came out. I remember really liking them, and then The Hobbit came who, out. Who, who goes to see a film three or four times? Honestly, like, I, I just can't get my head around When you were from concept. a broken family like I am, Alan, and I need, and I have a dad and a stepdad and an uncle that all want to go and see it, and none of them like each other, so... Oh, well, see, my parents don't watch films, so that's fine. Uh, that's all right. Then. This is um, this is good though because we're setting the record straight because I've just been saying that you hate Lord of the Rings for the last three episodes of this podcast. Well, I, so. I, 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 and I, I loved the Hobbit book when I was a kid. I really that was oh one of the yeah first same here yeah, yeah like proper books anyway. Mm, um, mm. But I thought the films were abysmal and I think they've sort of soured my relationship with the whole. Uh, I still remember the the Hobbits very vividly and yeah no they're, they're bad. Hmm. I know we have a whole load of little bits and bobs to chat about planned tonight. Um, I don't know if it's worth jumping into any of those yet. Uh, what do you think, Alan? Does your does your quiz take any prep? Uh, the quiz is ready to go. The, the, my, I've got a James Bond quiz for, for Calvin. Hooray! But I, I'm assuming there's got to be a lot of Bond fans in this call, so I think that might be... <laughs> Might be okay. What's, what's the name of the quiz, Alan? Is it the name that I suggested? <laughs> if you want it to be. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Oh, wait, I really what? do. What? What's the name of it? Go on, Sol, I think you can, you can I, told, I told Alan that the quiz should be called Who Wants to Be the Most Bond Aware? 
Bond hyphen aware. Oh my god. And that way we can we can ask you a load of questions about James Bond, but you get three lifelines. Um, yeah. So you can ask the audience because we have an audience for for a change. A you can phone notes. a friend, which basically means ask me and Emily. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> if either of us know the answer. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, phone um, a bond, one? 50, Tom 50, 50. says. That, uh, phone a Japanese bond, that's what Tom's suggesting. Oh, I think yeah. that's a good idea. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yes. Yes. Go see if he's, he's scratching at the door. <laughs> he can't remember anything from that far back. Hello, I'm in right? charge of the doors here, so uh, I'll be <laughs> managing who comes through them. Thank you. So It is a shame that um, <laughs> no Eddie okay, yeah. we, can't, we can't really have special guests in this video format. Um, <laughs> you have, I have to, actually you'll got... have to like put a sheet above your face, <laughs> and then we'll just hear a voice. <laughs> uh, we we could actually have movie recap Ricky Gervais turn up if that's something people want, but um, <laughs> no, probably no. probably best left. <laughs> that's the one that I can do visually. I've got there's a grey suit uh, just hanging up over there, so um, it's also a character think... that needs to be heavily edited. <laughs> <laughs> I do like this from Peter in the chat. I'm interested to see if Sol's manner completely changes when he's doing impressions. I'd quite oh, like God. to see that myself, actually. Yeah, I, I guess well, I haven't really seen him do these things visually, I suppose. Yeah. Neither have I. I've, only, I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen the David Brent one, uh, because that's 90% visual, because you got you got kind of... I mean, that wasn't it there, but... Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Afterlife season two, Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> you've got to kind of do all that uh, everyone's raving about season 2 of Afterlife by the way and I'm two episodes in so far and it is I think it's bad um, I, and I, I haven't you know, watched I'm a fan. it yet we, we did a diminisode on it didn't we so yeah yeah it. I think we'll have to do another I, I honestly, one to I, catch up I'd had, I totally had enough from series 1 I felt mm. like I'd seen everything I wanted to see there but I, mm. I might watch it just to see what it is I'm hoping it'll pull it together, but it seems like the classic thing of, oh, he's had a bit of success doing this saccharine maudlin, you know, indulging his worst habits, and, and so now he's just leaning into it full on. Um, although it is interesting, as someone who's, you know, followed his career for a long, long time, going back to the old radio show and everything, it's it's fun to see all the little bits and pieces. Have you... In episode two, Alan, he tells the story, or rather... Barbara Wilton, is it? What's her name? Barbara, Shaun of the Dead woman. Barbara Windsor. You're no. Barbara Windsor. What's her name? Uh, Penelope Wilton. Penelope Wilton. She played Barbara in Shaun of the Dead. Uh, Penelope Wilton um, tells the, the fable about a scorpion riding on the back of a frog, Alan. And it's just, oh, yeah. it's, it's like word for word, Ricky Gervais has written this out from memory. All right. <laughs> Um, I I don't know if you've seen any of Sol, but it popped up on my YouTube, uh, like uh, in the recommended things. It was Ricky Gervais. Mm. It seems in isolation, he's just putting out, he's just putting a camera on and talking. He's, um, he's always done that, hasn't he? I don't know. It's only just popped up in my uh, recommends thing, and I watched it, and it I've, was a recent one. <laughs> but I've it seen was... a lot of clips of him going live before his stand-up shows, oh, it, where he's just bullying his... His uh, support act, that Brian well, is, Gittins guy. This is just him sat in a room recording himself, and it's awful. Like it's just him talking, and he has nothing to say. He has nothing to, no one to bounce off of. So it's just yeah. like pure Ricky Offended. Gervais kind of arrogant wanker. Yeah. Just like there's yeah. no right to be 
not offended, yeah? It's uh, <laughs> like, don't listen. And like, there isn't a God. So why is that on me? Yeah? Come. <laughs> That's David Brent, though. <laughs> it's the same person. Like, they're all the same. Steve Coogan is Alan Partridge. And <laughs> when I went to see uh, Matthew Holness of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place doing a director's Q&A for his recent film, Possum, he is Garth Marenghi. It never struck me until then, but 100% he is Garth Marenghi. Um, it was like watching a comedy bit without Richard Awadi there to direct <laughs> and edit it down into something funny. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we have a quiz. Should we Should we jump into that? Or There's lots of comments popping up. Emily, is there anything? Yeah, um, we've had... Tom's had some questions as to whether you would ever cover certain movies. These include Groundhog Day or Big Mama's yep. House. Okay, tell you what, should we do a quick... We were going to do a Q&A section, but um, I spoke to Alan about spreading it out a bit. Should we do a few Q&A questions now and then the quiz? And yeah. then... I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna just go okay. and close my curtains because it's getting dark. Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so an edit point. Uh, a rare live episode edit point. I've just realised I've got all these books on display, but this is my to-read pile, and I'm worried there's something embarrassing or incriminating on there that I could <laughs> I'm just checking. What are those no, Tetris all blocks? Right. Uh, they're lights, but they're not ah. turned on at the minute. Uh, yeah. No, this is, this is quite a respectable bookshelf, actually. Like, the Bible's on there and the Quran, but, I mean, the fact that they're both there, I think, cancels each other out. Yeah. <laughs> while you've got the time. So what was what was Tom's question before? Uh, can you remind First me? First of all, he's he's interested in appearing as a guest. Uh, he would love to talk about Das Boot, and he un un unmute him now. Unmute him now. He can ask the question himself. As a this this is a moment. Okay. You're oh, yeah, can on. you hear me? Oh, hello. Yes. Hello. Um, that was very I'll... easy. I have no uh, power. <laughs> no, I, I didn't do it. I mean, it's all set up. Um, anyway, I was going <laughs> to ask Sal what he thought on those Indians movies he watched like last three days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... You just started watching loads of Indian films for some reason. <laughs> well, we're, we're on lockdown now, so... <laughs> oh, so um... well, in that case, then. <laughs> so are they thought... or are they good? Because I've bothered, like, not bothered watching them <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> They're, They're basically the same film <laughs> over and over and over again. Like, tonally... They're not exactly the same film, obviously, there's different plots, but they're tonally identical. They all have the exact same protagonist, lead character in every film. They're usually played by Amir Khan, who is the big Bollywood Why are they all three apparently. hours long? <laughs> I have no idea. They're all three hours long for no reason, and they all have... You want to get your money's worth. Yeah, al although there's no... Um, they're usually not musicals in this day and age. Um, they still adhere to this sort of musical film language of having a... You know, it, it, there'll be like a three-minute music video where a song plays over the top of a character getting on a bus and going to the shops, and it's just kind of because they have to put all these songs in. It's all very odd. Um, and they're all incredibly cheesy feel good kind of films but it's because we're on lockdown i thought there's no new stuff coming out now is finally the time to make a real dent in my you know big lists of films i need to watch and i thought well i've not tackled the imdb top 250 in a while um 
and I realised that there's a hundred million Bollywood Indian movies on there that are now on Netflix, so I've been watching all of those the last week, and it's been culturally interesting. Yeah, I'm on Seven Samurai at the moment. Oh god, yeah. That's, um, yeah, Seven Samurai I also watched very recently as part of the lockdown thing, and yeah, it was... I loved the first hour, and then it kind of started to take too long, and I I did like it a lot. I thought it was very good, but um, I got a bit bored. Um, (laughs) Yeah, is anyone else asking questions, Emily? Thanks, by the way, Tom. Yeah, you can mute me again if you want. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to. Uh, just to follow up on what you were saying, Neil says that there's a great one about a bloke reincarnated as a fly who drives the man who killed him to yes. insanity. I've had that on my watch list ever since I read the plot. I read, I saw this this plot synopsis and thought that sounds incredible, and I've been meaning to watch it for however many years since it came out. It's quite recent, I think, that film. Um, yeah. Oh, I think Harry's got a question. Hello, Harry. I was, yeah, I was just, hi everyone, I was just saying, um, me and Alan, a few years back, we actually appeared in Legally Blonde, the musical together. Who did you play? I was, well, I was, <laughs> I was sort of a, a myriad of different characters. I was, uh, I was um, the guy who lets her into Harvard, one of the admissions guys, and then... Uh, For reasons of uh, multiculturalism, is that correct, that guy? <laughs> yeah, it was, was, I mean... Doing these musicals, I once uh, I did West Side Story and I actually had to fake tan and dye my hair black. We had to do that too. It was so awful. See, this is in this is in Brighton. There's no ethnic minorities in Brighton at all. Everyone's white. So doing West Side Story is a mistake. <laughs> As was doing Hairspray. Were you Callahan? No. <laughs> What's your second guess? <laughs> oh, were you um? Were you the shit boyfriend? <laughs> no, I was uh, Kyle. The U- Jennifer. Coolidge. I was the UPS guy. You were Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's um, not a laughing matter. I was very good. <laughs> that actor in the film, the person who plays the UPS guy in the film, is also the person who plays the Ash stand-in in Army of Darkness who shatters off into hundreds of little ashes when he looks in the mirror and then it shatters. <laughs> a bit of film trivia for you. Uh, Harry, I have a question for you. Yeah. What have you done to your hair? What's going on? I shaved my head. I, uh, <laughs> I... Is this lockdown hair? Yeah, it was, it was getting long. I was... My mum was getting mm. a subpar haircut. Look at this. My hair's so long now. I need it cut. How when long is it? open the uh, hairdressers up. I've I've got a kind of Jack Nicholson and The Shining thing going on with the way my hair's no, it's falling like today. today. Uh, Keanu Reeves in Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, I'm really annoyed that he's shaved for Bill and Ted Three. When I heard they were making Bill and Ted Three, I was like, "That's this year's Halloween costume sorted." And um, now he's sh- clean shaven. It looks fucking old and sad and upsetting. <laughs> I think, Harry, uh, well, were you going to ask if they were um, going to cover Legally Blonde? Yes, I was, I was going to ask, because ah, I understand there are leading as well. So, um, I mean, it, would it be one on the list? It is something my girlfriend has been pushing for for a while, so 
I mean, it could happen, I suppose. Um, I've never seen it. Me? Yeah. I watched it recently. My girlfriend made me watch it. And <laughs> I wasn't hugely impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the musical, though. I I really like the... I mean, I've never watched the musical. I like two songs off the soundtrack. <laughs> I've listened to the soundtrack, and there's two songs in particular that I really like. Which two? And I'm a huge fan of the Mean Girls musical soundtrack, and really want to watch the Mean Girls musical, and the songs were written by the same person. And they're turning that into a movie currently. Uh, the two songs are that I like from Legally Blonde. Um, oh my god, you guys. Oh my god, oh my god, you guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I hated that want. song so much. What you want. Oh, it's great. It's what, you want is like... what you want is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god's the perfect encapsulation of like, oh, we're actually doing this. It's, it's Legally Blonde, the musical, okay? It's great. Chip it is great. I can't even remember them. I was in it. I can't, I can't well, you didn't sing any, did you? You you just no, walked out. I wasn't with allowed your, to sing. <laughs> you walked out with your bulge on show and <laughs> threw a box at someone or whatever it is he does. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> they they bend and snap in front of you. Um, we had a hen party in the audience, and when Alan oh, came God. on to do his in the in the five <laughs> doors to across the stage, they were just giving him hell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alan, Alan has that effect on women sometimes. It's weird. Because, I don't know, I mean, you know, he's not, not an ugly guy, but I wouldn't have thought he was that incredible. But, you know, I've been out with Alan before, and women have come over. Do you remember, Alan, we were doing a pub quiz once, and this, this incredibly odd woman came over and was like, um, my... And my friend actually really fancies you, and she asked me to bring you her number and pointed to her friend, and her friend was even more kind of meek and odd. <laughs> yeah, I slept with her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> Before somebody cries, probably me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it's so surprising. All right, I've got, I've got a certain swagger. Okay, I'll just, just deal with you it. You do have a swagger. That is how I describe it. Yeah. Was that up in Alan, Leeds now that, that now that people was that up in Leeds? No, or was... in Leeds. Only in Leeds. Yeah. In Leeds. I was a young man. Oh, okay. I was a very young man at the time. Uh, yeah. <sighs> still had, still had it. Well, you still settled down for... with the perfect woman. Well. <laughs> 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 now that we have a visual component, Alan, can you demonstrate your hilarious walk for the viewers? <laughs> the ridiculously over-swaggered walk. All right, stop talking okay. about me. <laughs> All right. All right, is that um should we thanks thanks for your question, Harry? Thank you, Harry. Right. Thanks. Nice to see you, mate. Um should we move on to this quiz? Well, we don't have, I've got 10 questions. We don't have to do it all in one go if we want to break it around a bit. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so... It's 10... It's a, it's a, a line right. of 10 that you have to get to the end of, is that... Well, basically, you know, you came up with the title Who Wants to Be the Most Bond Aware? <laughs> so I thought, well, okay, I'll do a quiz based on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah. But then I realised just how fucking tedious that show was. So... Yeah, I, of course. 
I needed ten I did questions. Try, I, well, you said it should be exactly the same, and I was trying to talk you down, like, no, let, just let's get a gag out of the title and then <laughs> ask him, like, three questions. But, yeah, and I, it was when I came to do the questions, because I thought, you know, the first five are always, like, the easy ones anyway, but it's just there's no point doing the easy questions, especially if you're doing someone's specialist subject. So, uh, basically, I've got ten questions. Some of them are relatively easy. I think a couple of them are actually quite difficult. Um and you might struggle. So we'll see see how you go. Okay. <clears throat> so you have got three <clears throat> lifelines, I believe, Calvin. Okay. Is that uh, yeah, correct, yeah. Okay. I guess you can use your lifelines if you want. So ask the audience. Ask Sol. <laughs> 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 and uh, 50-50, I'll narrow that. Okay. Oh, so it is multiple okay. choice. I will get four options. Well, if you need them, I, yeah. I think you'll probably get, be able to get a lot of them without it. Okay. But we'll see about that. Okay. Okay, I'll start with a, a, an easy You need to do one, your Chris Tarrant one. impression. Actually, that's There's a bit of a dated reference, isn't Chris it? Tarrant it's Jeremy Clarkson yeah. now. Do, do a Michael Sheen impression, then it's relevant. <laughs> do Michael Sheen as Kenneth Williams. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got an easy one to start you with, okay? Okay. <clears throat> Which word appears most frequently in the titles of Bond films? Ooh. Obviously, we're dealing with the Eon Bond films. Mm, Okay. Uh, Is it the? (laughs) (laughs) What are the options? Okay, the options are, is it A, die? Mm -hmm. Is it B, the? Oh, shit, that's an option. I thought we were. (laughs) Is Is it C, with? Or is it D, only? Huh. It must be die. Is that your final... Why do you think it's die? Well, die another day, live and let die, no time to die. Uh, right, that's three. Right. <laughs> uh, what are the other options? The, with... And only. Only. You and live twice, for your eyes only. No, yeah, I'm going to go with Die. <laughs> Are you absolutely sure on that one? Uh, get, no, get, no, wanna... no. It's probably the, isn't it? Uh, no. Uh... Fun fact: <laughs> "Die" means "the" in German. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good point. Uh, that okay, throws this uh, so, into doubt. Yeah, <laughs> right. Sorry, one sec. Uh, no time to die. Uh, talk amongst yourselves while I'm figuring this out. This is fine. This is just like who wants to be a millionaire because it's taking far too long to get through. Yeah. <laughs> a question uh, that should have taken ten seconds is now right. So there's fifteen minutes of with, TV content. There's three with die. Uh, the world is not enough. Uh, the living daylights. If you two are kill. It's the. How many of those are there? <laughs> right, okay, there's the man with the golden gun, the spy who loved me, the living daylights, the world is not enough. Uh, I think that's it. It is. It is, that's it's the. It. You're correct. Hooray. The, there are five thes in titles of Bond What's films. the other one? That's it, five. The man with the golden gun. Oh, right, yeah, that. shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, well, I thought that was an easy one, but obviously... uh... (laughs) Okay. All right, what about this one? This one, I think, uh, is is easier. Okay, apart from from James Bond, obviously, which character appears in the most Bond films? And that that is character of the same name, regardless of if they're played by a different 
actor and if they're obviously a different character. That'll be M. Bond code name uh, rules do not apply. <laughs> uh, so the the options are Q, M, Money Penny. Or Sheriff J.W. Pepper. <laughs> as much as I wish if only. it was that. Yeah, it's M. And uh, how many films has M been in? All of them. This isn't uh, how Who Wants to Be a Millionaire works, Alan. There was never like a bonus add-on. This is, oh, no, this no, is, no. It uh, hasn't been... Oh, is this question people? three? Um, sorry, I saw Peter <laughs> shaking his head at one point. I was like, no, it's uh, for your eyes oh, only. Oh, that's cheap. That's... Uh, that is correct, Calvin. Scandal. M does not appear in For Your Eyes Only. Great. Uh, what about Money Penny? How many has she been in? Oof, uh... Is this question five? This is this is this <laughs> is ancillary <laughs> question. Question two, sub question three. <laughs> Money Penny has uh... been in all of them apart from two, so twenty three or twenty two, depending on if you're counting No Time to Die in this. Uh, yes, she's been in twenty two. Right. I'm not including No Time to Die. All right. Do you know which ones she's not in? Uh, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. See, no, see, I'm, I'm giving an opportunity for Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin, just, just as a sidebar. Yep. I might have asked this before. How likely do you think it is that at some point we will get a gritty, rebooted J.W. Pepper? <laughs> probably played by Danny McBride, but, you know, could be... Anyone. I'm, I'm sure whenever they sell the franchise to some, you know, Apple or Amazon or something, there will be so many spin-offs coming our way. <laughs> and that may well be one I mean, of them. there's there's got to be a point where everyone gets mm. sick of the gritty post-9-11 reboot and wants things to start getting a bit silly and campy again, surely, and it'll all... Okay, I have another question for you, then. <clears throat> right. Is this question three? Yeah. Okay. Why are you so intent on keeping count? Because we've got seven more after this, so I'm just very aware. <laughs> well, we don't have to do them all. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. <laughs> you okay. fire them. Yeah, if you Which... get one of these wrong, Calvin, you're out and you fail. <laughs> you don't get this... to be the most Bond aware. <laughs> <laughs> this is a quick one for you. Okay. okay. Which of the following is not an ingredient in a Vespa Martini? Okay. Ooh. As described in the novel Casino Royale 1953. Oh. Great. Okay. A. Gordon's Gin. Right. B, vodka. Right. C, Kina Lilit. Yeah. Uh, or D, an olive. Uh, an olive. Final answer. Ooh. Ooh, he's very confident. Uh, that is correct. An olive is not an ingredient in a Vespa Martini. You Yay. you serve it with a slice of lemon. Oh no, a twist of lemon, yes. something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, well done. You are the most Bond aware. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I don't know if you'll know this one. Okay. What is the date of Ian Fleming's death? Mm. Uh, that would... What, the as in the date? Like, the 3rd of March or whatever? Like, that specific? Yes, oh, shit, that's all right. a date. <laughs> well, I know it's 1964, but uh, what are the uh, dates? You see, well, my options, I gave you options, but they all have different years, because I didn't want to make it too difficult. Oh, right. So, okay. is it 28th of May, 1962? Right. <clears throat> 17th of April, 1963? 12th of August, 1964? Or 22nd of December, 1965? It's C, Alan, final answer. <laughs> yes, well done, 1964. Because yeah. he visited the set of Goldfinger, but did not live long enough to see the completed film. 
Oh, that was the good one as well. What a shame we didn't see get to see the best uh, adaptation of his work. <laughs> shall shall we do one more and then have a, a break? We'll do some later. Okay. What? Well, hang on. What is that? Was that number four? So this is number five. Yeah. In what country is Ian Fleming International Airport? Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> could I have uh, the options, please, to, Alan? If you hear the options, I think it might make it slightly easier. Oh wait, yeah, okay. I know what it's going to be. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Go on then. Is is he looking at? <laughs> he's looking at the comments. I can see his eyes. He's All trying right. to get a cheeky ass the audience. I'll, I'll, I'll look away. I'll look away. <laughs> what do you think it's going to be, Calvin? Before you get the option, I would what assume perhaps Jamaica. Mm. Oh, okay. okay, the options are: is it A. Scotland? Right. Is it Ooh. B. The Japan. Republic of Isthmus? Right. Is it C. San Monique? Or is it D. Jamaica? Right. Well, two of those places are not real, so this narrows <laughs> it down to uh, Scotland and Jamaica. Um, ah. I'd be tempted to use 50-50, but I... I, I, I it's going to be Scotland and Jamaica, isn't it? Um, oh, I think well, I'm, I'm going to have to ask the audience. Oh. What, what does that okay. mean? Can I look at the screen again? <laughs> yeah, you can look okay. at the screen. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to write in the comments in the chat what you think the answer is. Peter says Jamaica. Jamaica probably says George. Chris says Jamaica. Tom says Jamaica. Okay, great. Uh, Murray says Jamaica. Alright, I think... Barney says this is going to end like an <coughs> IT no. episode if I answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to go D, Jamaica, final answer. Uh, that is correct. Well done. Yay. It is Jamaica. I think it was in <clears throat> 2011 or something. Oh. And... It was quite recently, and the and the locals were like, "Shouldn't we have named this after like a prominent Jamaican person?" <laughs> and the and the <laughs> but they uh, yeah the I think the mayor or whoever it was who was doing this basically said we can't we don't want to name it after a Jamaican person because if we name it after Ian Fleming, people might come to it <sighs> because he's known person <laughs> pretty much. This was, was this to, was before cool international Brennans, wasn't international it? influence, not, not just yeah. Americans. Turns out, uh, what's wrong with the Usain Bolt airport? Eh? <laughs> Tom says that he predicts that Soul's favorite Bond movie will be Casino Royale. So that is interesting. I don't know about you guys in Bond. So the three of you, what is your favorite? Mine is Casino Royale. It's the only one I've really seen, and, and I've read the book, and I obsessively <laughs> watched it. I watched it I, when I got it on DVD. I watched it every single Sunday for like seven months. And I had a Algerian love knot. Did I you actually? It. I genuinely did. That's so cool. Yeah. What does that mean? It's the necklace that he gives Vesper. It's so uh, great. I fucking love that movie. I can uh, recite it off my heart. So what is your... <laughs> Get to the end of that glass of wine. What are your favourite Bond movies? Well, my, mine, um, it, it comes down to often GoldenEye and Skyfall for me. Those are two of my absolute favourites. And I'll throw in um, The Spy Who Loved mm. Me. In with those as well, and the world is not enough. We're up to Goldeneye, aren't we? On the podcast, yeah. that's the last one we've done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris says he's a Goldeneye man. Tom says Goldeneye. Uh, Neil is licensed to kill. Oh, oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a man after my heart. <laughs> 
I think I'm still gonna have to go Goldfinger. Oh really? Yeah, I think so. I, I, we haven't we haven't rewatched the Daniel Craig ones yet. Uh, there's potential there, but because I haven't watched them for so long, I'm gonna stick with Goldfinger at the moment. Hmm. My my favorite is still Doctor No. <laughs> I have seen that one. I was doing a best British movies ever made list, and it was like up there. So, yeah, but but it's worth noting I have only seen the ones we've covered on the podcast. I'm yet to see any of the Daniel Craig ones. Um, realistically, you've seen the good going Prius Brosnan one. <laughs> yeah, realistically, at this point, it's going to be Skyfall or Casino Royale, probably. Mm. But that is assuming I like them and don't thing oh god um <laughs> but no i think i'll like the new bond films i i think i will oh yeah and um, no, um yeah i think it's i i honestly i wouldn't be surprised if i even like quantum of solace and end up being a real like <sighs> against the grain <laughs> dickhead um but if i could just take the first half of license to kill that would be my favorite one uh but it just kind of it's it's that whole thing where Bond movies are kind of films of two halves and I lose interest when Bond goes off to do some separate adventure in the second some shagging. Part. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't do that much shagging in License to Kill, does he? No AIDS. Yeah, no. that that was oh, like God, late eighties. Yeah, it 80s. was the AIDS panic, yeah. So That's yeah. what Calvin says. Because I, I, I genuinely <laughs> I really say. loved <laughs> 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 now that's Cal- uh, Calvin put it to us, and I presume from some a place of authority that they toned down the shagging in Bond films in the eighties because of AIDS. That completely yeah. makes sense. I hundred percent believe that. Yeah, Neil has asked if we're ever going to do Never Say Never Again, which I think is a good question. The un- one of the unofficial Bond films. We will. We'll I have seen them that all one after we've done reason. the full run. Mm. Did you do the nineteen? Was it sixties Casino Royale? The like. Parody Casino Royale? No, not yet. No, Again, we, we we'll had that. Doing we, it after we've done the full run. Yeah, we we just done a Bond double bill a few weeks ago, uh, with whatever came before Goldeneye and then Goldeneye, and originally we were gonna do whatever came before Goldeneye. Was it License to Kill? It was. Yeah, we it? were gonna do License to Kill, and then and then the nineteen sixties Casino Royale yeah. as a kind of special. Uh, film leading into the release of No Time to Die, which we we have all sorts of already incredibly dated uh, podcast material up there of us laughing at uh, coronavirus and how <laughs> how uh, little it's going to do and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, so we were planning to do it, but Calvin, I think, quite rightly said that there's less interest in that than there is in just the actual Bond movies. So I think, again, it's kind of inevitable we'll get to it, but probably not until we have uh, completed the watch-through of the proper canon Bond movies, I would have thought. Mm. Which we've still got quite a few to go. Yeah, Nine or something like that? <laughs> we're going to the three Brosnans four Craigs, five Craigs probably by the time we get through all them and then two unofficial ones so yeah like another ten really two unofficial, oh including Casino yeah. Royale yeah, yeah. Right. I'm enjoying Tom's ratings as well he did not like Quantum <laughs> of Solace and I quite agree with you sir, sir. it's the same fight on different methods of transportation 
They do it in a plane, then they do it in the desert walking, then they do it on a train, then they do it in a car. It's just the same thing. Peter yeah, rewatched Moonraker and he's now very scared of Elon Musk. Oh, yep. A sustained a sustained fight across different methods of transport sounds like dual, but less boring. It's because... not sustained, it's the same. So they'll do a fight, uh... then they'll do some plot, then they'll do a homage to the one where she's covered in gold. Gold. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's gold not like member. a family guy member, chicken yeah, fight. Right. <laughs> you know when they when they finally get round to making Family Guy the movie, which has been in the works for about ten years now. I really hope it is just a ninety-minute chicken fight. In fact, I really hope it's ninety minutes of Conway Twitty just to like <laughs> infuriate the audience. I, I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> Wouldn't be a good film, but no, <laughs> as, as like an art installation in the cinema. I'll be all for it. I'm just going to top up my Coke. I'll be back in a sec. I might top up my oh. wine. Oh, he's going to take a little toot. Oh, well. Oh, we're having a mid... Okay, mid-episode mid break, guys. I'm going for... I'll get a drink as well if we're playing those games. What did I miss? <laughs> I, I, I've been doing a little sort of uh, interval banter. I don't know if you've ever gone to watch a live TV show being recorded and they have like a really weak comedian come out before they start recording and in between episodes just to kind of keep the energy up. I used to I used to work on a number of BBC productions and they would use a guy who is the brother of Mr. Tumble, the CBBC guy. But he he, he had like a set routine. He'd be like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gents. Oh, oh I'll tell you what. Tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, Alzheimer's runs in my family, I tell you what. Tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, Alzheimer's runs in my family, I tell you what. And it was the same joke every single night, and they cracking up. Right, we're ready to record Mastermind, weirdly enough, they had him on to warm up the audience for Mastermind, which is not... Uh... You just have to sit there very tense. Yeah. Like, oh, good one. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I worked on Citizen Khan, the... the terrible <laughs> terrible sitcom as well um and he were he was the warm-up comedian on that and i thought okay yeah you get a comedian in get everyone ready to laugh and then i i went and did a stint on mastermind and uh yeah it was the same guy warming them up it seemed very odd what would your mastermind topic be three of you james bond Ooh, James Bond for Calvin, yeah. definitely. Uh, Is that too broad? Do you like, have to be yeah, more specific? Yeah, do you want to narrow it down a bit and be yeah. like the movies or the books or the between... The Brosnan films, I would go for that. Nice. I'll tell you now, I, I think it's really, like, do not try and look better than... Just, like, go for what you know. So James Bond, perfect for Calvin. Because when I did it, there were certain people on the show... Um, particularly with the celebrity edition that I did that year, where, um, you know, some of them were like, yeah, Back to the Future and uh, Friends, season six to eight and stuff like that. And you thought, okay, cool, they'll know that. And then, but then, you know, there were some models. I remember there was a model who I remember talking to, uh, FHM's 29th sexiest woman of all time or something like that. Uh <laughs> But I remember it being really bizarre because her specialist subject was something like kings and queens of England, some like big historical thing. And she said to me in the green room, like, oh, I was thinking about doing, you know, 
Jennifer Aniston's haircuts or something like that. But I thought, <laughs> no, I'll do something proper. And then she went out and bombed, got like nothing right, and it was like just, just you should. And then you know, then yeah. And then well, we did had, you see um, someone did? We, uh... we had some you know proper nerdy people like Robert Peston and people like that who were just like, yeah, Back to the Future, yeah, great. Um, and you know. Credit to them, they knew their shit. So I'd probably go Future Armor, I reckon. Maybe Electric Six. Alan? Calvin, did you see recently Darren Bent, who is a footballer you haven't heard of, did the Bond on Celebrity Mastermind? I have only heard him because one. of that clip. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Did you do it? Did you do the quiz? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you nail it? The, uh, more or less. Yeah, there might be more. I thought it was quite hard. <laughs> I, when I was doing it, I, I, I was struggling with it. You know, I'm not a Bond expert, but... Uh-huh. I think on those celebrity I, ones, they tend to take it pretty yeah. easy on mm. them as well, don't they? Yeah, it's for well, they, well, the thing is, with the with Celebrity Mastermind, it's one round, basically. You do one specialist subject, one general knowledge. But on Real Mastermind, if you get through to the next round, you have to come up with another specialist subject and another specialist subject. Yeah, if you go and to that's semi-final. why it's hard. Yeah. That's it, but you'd also, you don't want to... You don't want to spunk your best subject on round on the first round because then if you get through, you, you've got nothing left for the final. Oh yeah, that's true. True. What would your so, specialist subject be, Alan? I don't know, honestly. It'd have to be something. I think you need to pick basement. three astronauts. <laughs> do you know? What? I like I like astronauts, but I, I'm no I'm no expert. I'd have to do a lot no. of research. Maybe like early manned space, like up to the the Apollo moon landings. There was a there was a TV After presenter that. when I did it, Alan, whose specialist subject was Werner Herzog, <laughs> and nice. we had like we had a little love affair, you know, Werner Herzog chat in the green room. I got along with him so well just because it was like, <laughs> yeah, Werner Herzog's a mad bastard, isn't he? Yeah, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you have to pick three, so. If you go through to the next round doing it properly. So, Calvin, what would your two other specialist subjects be? Frasier and... Okay. Oh, what else? Maybe maybe the Alien films? Oh, no, Tom, actually. Alfred Hitchcock, yes. Tom suggested it. Alfred Hitchcock, of course. Yeah. yeah. I I forgot that it was my specialist subject then. (laughs) (laughs) Thing is, I'm I'm a bit of a jack-of-all-trades. I like to have a bit of knowledge about a lot Mm. of things. I, I don't really... I don't know if I get very specific. I know a lot about British sitcoms. I might do something like you'd be the, good at that, yeah. The work British of British sitcoms, uh, the work of Clement and Lafrenet, or something like that. Because at, <laughs> at least I'd least i enjoy researching that. And just watch sitcoms. Mm. I think I'd go Futurama, The Simpsons, season one to ten, or maybe <laughs> yeah, that'd be my. I'd like have to specify that cutoff point. <laughs> and then, yeah, Electric Six. I did watch once when a guy did Alan Partridge as his specialist subject, and I think he dropped two points, and I knew every single question. I was, I was like yelling at the TV. Yeah, I might Cohen Brothers. Maybe I could do work yeah. of the Cohen Brothers. Maybe. Mm. But you didn't even know that thing about one of the people working with Bruce Campbell on. Blood Simple or something that I brought up on an episode we recorded ages ago. I don't know that much about anything. <laughs> yeah, so you'd you'd fucking fail. You'd look like the stupidest one out of all three of us, and and you're yeah. probably the smartest one. <laughs> I'm more of a general knowledge guy. I'm a general guy. 
Does anyone remember on that quiz show when the answer was an organism and then a guy said orgasm? <laughs> and, that, and that, like, defined him <laughs> for the rest of his life. And he was on, he was on like, clip shows, like, remember when this happened? Just doing interviews, like, yeah, yeah, I said <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> yeah, people were saying it on the street to me. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Right, so, I've got a special uh, thing I've prepared here. Oh, oh. It's not very exciting, but it oh. seems like we might as well move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so currently, our diminishing returns top ten films of all time is uh, oh. joint tenth place, American Beauty and Ed Wood. Joint seventh, seventh place, Inglorious Bastards, the 2009 Quentin Tarantino version. The Lion King, the 1994 version. Hmm. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Joint Fifth, Fight Club and... (laughs) Fight Club (laughs) and Jurassic Park. Number four, Little Shop of Horrors from 1986. Classic. Uh, Number three, Alien. And now joint first place is currently Shaun of the Dead and This Is England. And so... What I thought we would do here is because those two at the top were just myself and Alan voting. We both gave 10 out of 10 scores. Um, I wanted to shake up our top 10 a bit while we've got Calvin here. So, Calvin, (laughs) this is your time to mix up the Diminishing Returns top 10. I'm so happy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, let's start at the at the bottom, so to speak. We've got uh, American Beauty is currently at ninety percent. Right. We had Judy on. Uh, you've seen that film, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Any any quick thoughts and then a rating for that? We'll see if it shifts it up or down. Uh, oh, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I remember really liking it. We definitely watched it in film school quite a bit. I seem to remember it getting a lot of play there. Um, yeah, our our writing tutor loved it ah. and used to go on and on about how Kevin Spacey uh, had come out as a gay man and it was very important. And then, obviously, like, last year or the year before, he came out as a gay man to try and get away with sex, sexual assault. <laughs> so, I don't know quite where she was getting her information from, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I remember really liking that. Uh, Sam Mendes, isn't it? Yeah, it's like his first... It is Sam like, Mendes, yeah. yeah. Which I always forget. He was a theatre <clears throat> director beforehand, wasn't he? And then he... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if, if you'd have asked me back then, I would have probably said 8 out of 10. So, okay. I've not seen it in a long time, so I'm going to have to go by what I yeah, would have thought back then. You you can skip any of these if you don't feel like you want to oh, no, no, taint it because you haven't rewatched it. But if you want to submit an 8 out of 10 there, that is going to bring the score down because it's currently at 90%. So, oh. I, I'm not going to... Alan, you can do the maths. You're better at maths than Oh, I Judy's am. getting annoyed but... in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is that is that ninety percent uh, rounded up or anything or is that a that's ninety percent exactly because Judy gave it ten <laughs> I gave it nine and you gave it an eight Alan so yeah, another eight bring will it, bring that down bring it down slightly. to eight point seven five then okay so eighty eight percent on our side yeah if I know eighty seven percent because of the weird weighted half, thing where we, two eights will because you always further. round down because <laughs> <laughs> no I don't I always round up. Well, but remember, there's a w- there's a weird special algorithm on the top hundred that shifts things like one way. 
<laughs> like the IMDb well, I, top. I don't. Secret. I don't try and get involved in your algorithms. So I'll just leave you <laughs> yeah. There. All right. So I mean, that's going to shift that down. That means Ed Wood is now ninth place, and joint <clears> tenth <throat> is The Dark Knight, Hot Fuzz, It's a Wonderful Life, The Thing, and American Beauty. This is a fucking nightmare. All right, Peter's moving on. Point. Will I now have to rate the films that will get pushed into the top ten? Maybe. Okay. Here we go then. <laughs> See what we feel like doing. Um, so you rated. You were involved in all these ratings up until Fight Club, right? Which is number joint fifth, ninety three percent, right? Uh, you've seen Fight Club, haven't yes. you? Would you care to rate that one or skip? Eight out of ten. Okay, again, that's going to bring it down, but I probably still somewhere in the top these. ten. These are films that I really liked. Yeah. But... So Fight Club's down to joint eighth with Ed Wood now. Okay, cool. This is good. We're we're shaking it's, uh, things up. It's getting a bit less all over the place. Calvin, have you seen Little Shop of Horrors from 1986? Yes. Uh, I would have given that a seven, but oh, come okay, on. Uh, is that good <laughs> or bad? Are you agreeing with me, Alan, or not? No, right. it's obviously an amazing film. Oh, oh, but I was I was amazed it got as high as it did, and it sat there for this long. <laughs> so I mean, if you give it a seven, that will bring it down a bit. I haven't seen the uh, the director's version though. I oh, that is the better version. Yeah, yeah, where the plants take over the planet or something. To be honest, the ending of the theatrical cut would probably be only like a 7 out of 10 for me. It's it's the director's cut ending that really wraps it up and brings it together yeah. for me. But um, I will I will take that 7 there. And Alan, I can't be bothered working out what that puts that down to. <laughs> what are the other scores? Um, the other scores are... So from me, it was a 10. From Darren, it was a 10. And from yourself, it was an eight, Alan. So that would be eight point seven five. All right, eighty-eight percent. That's still very good, very respectable. Happy with that. Uh, um, okay, Shaun of the Dead, Calvin. Alan and I gave it a perfect tens. How <laughs> how much are you going to tank this one? <laughs> bearing in mind now, bearing in mind that you came on to talk about Hot Fuzz. And when you did, you gave Hot Fuzz a 9 out of 10, I believe? Mm. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I probably prefer that one to Shaun of the Dead, but I still really like Shaun of the Dead. So Good. it would be an 8. Okay. I think I, I I've successfully like peer pressured you into going a point up because I think you said seven on <laughs> on an episode of the podcast in the past. <laughs> I'll take an eight. I think that's fair. Uh, all right. Last of all, now this is this is going to be the most uh, most of an upset. I think this is England. Uh, we we just had uh, the Thomas Turgus and Andy Ellis yeah. on the show. Um, it didn't. It didn't cloud. I didn't. No, I didn't mean that in like a, a way. Calvin, star, Thomas Turgu, star of Kingsman Two. Is he in that? Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it, but he's in it. Definitely. Anyway, Alan and I love this as England. We gave it perfect tens. Yeah. Come on, then, Calvin. That was before we interviewed the people who were in it. Who, who, who else was on that? Was it just the two of you? Uh, well, and them, yeah, it was just the but two they can't of us, rate yeah. their own film. Yeah, we, yeah. we didn't let them. All right. 
Because I, I didn't like your leg is showing, Sol. We can see that you're not wearing. I know, trousers. I know. Oh, you know. Oh, you, right, you, okay. You, you missed, you missed <laughs> the hilarious visual gag earlier where I stood up and I wasn't wearing trousers. All oh, right, okay. It's the <laughs> first I've seen of it, so it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's very hot in here. Ah. Uh, uh, oh god! Again, it's been a long time since I've seen um, this is England, but I generally don't uh, come up well against those sort of very kitchen sinky. Um, sort of thing, so I just find them more depressing than anything else. And for some reason... What other ones have you seen? Have you seen any of the old, like... Kez. I mean, you'd hate Kez. You'd, you'd hate Kez, wouldn't I've you? I've not seen Kez. I've seen... what's Calvin's the... like the anti-Kez. What's that one where the... the... <laughs> what's the one where they put that guy in a suitcase? I think it's... Is it called Dead Men's Shoes? Dead Man's Shoes? Oh, God, do they put someone in a suitcase in Dead Man's Shoes? It's the only thing that I remember about it, because a friend friend of mine, when when we were in high school, was like, oh, we got to watch this film. My dad says it's really funny, they put a guy in a suitcase. (coughs) And so we sat down to watch it, and then it's not a funny film at all. But I think it's Shane Meadows again. That's Shane Meadows, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of his early film that got him the money to do This Is England, wasn't it? Mm. Um, Mm. I like Dead Man's Shoes, from what I remember. All I really yeah. remember from it really is Paddy Considine, Paddy Considine oh, yeah. getting annoyed, someone going like, what are you looking at? And him going, you, you cunt! And like, flying <laughs> off the handle, like, one to ten at them. And thinking like, yeah, he's a good actor. He gets <laughs> he gets angry, really angry. He's good. Uh, I really like Paddy Considine. I kind of... I, I feel, feel like, like he's, he's not... Capitalized on. <laughs> he peaked for me with Hot Fuzz, and I've not seen anything with him since that's like made me think, yeah, I love this guy, but I really like him, and I kind of wish he was in. But then I didn't like Tyrannosaur. We saw him in Leeds. But then, once, you know, Olivia Coleman's. Yes! Outside the McDonald's. Yeah! You and I were doing. We both went to McDonald's to get a, uh, a McFlurry, a cream egg McFlurry for the Monopoly Easter thing. <laughs> And then we both saw through the big glass doors, like, is that that guy? Yeah. Because we, we both independently had the, is that Paddy Considine thought. Yeah. And then we kind of thought, like, yeah, you know, it probably is. We're in Leeds. <laughs> That's, like, his home turf. Yeah. Because every time I do this, I always see a famous person out and about and just think, no, it must be somebody who looks like him. And then it's always someone else who kind of... Yeah. I, I had that recently with um, I was in a bar and Dara O'Brien was there and I'll I'll always when I'm out on a night out with a friend be like oh uh, uh, Marlon Brando over there with a with an afro or you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> 12 o'clock Tom Cruise has let himself go just little comments like that and and I went oh uh, <laughs> just behind you Dara O'Brien with a hat on and then uh, <laughs> And my friend David turned around and went like, "No, no, it's not, I think that is Dara." Really <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was uh, doing a couple of shows at the Manchester Lowry. Stopped off in in a bar. Oh well. Uh, I saw. Joe I saw. Uh, I saw Darren o- Dara O'Brien. Darren? Uh, Edinburgh wandering around, uh, trying. Uh, I tried to give him a flyer for my show, and he was. Politely took it. <laughs> but that's the sort of place you expect to see Dara Brian at the Edinburgh Festival, you know. I've also met met I've met Paddy Considine as in oh, I was really? on I was on set with him. And yeah, that uh, makes sense. and he was um he was a bit weird. Like he was quite Brent esque. He was quite David Brent esque. Like as in mm. he was just a bit odd. He, he kept calling everyone love, um, in this kind of 
affected was lovey, he lovishness but like to to camera <laughs> but like yeah and to to like was he the, in character the proper like masculine camera crew guys who just like weren't playing that game at all you know and and then he would like i i've he was I've coming seen over to that this apparently he does stay in character a lot i don't know i saw I don't... some i saw some footage from behind the scenes on hot fuzz recently where he was in character all the time apparently as his one of the Andes. So this person was just doing like a talking head with him and he was just like acting inspirations. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, like Chevy Chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Al Pacino. Yeah, he's the man. And it was like, what the fuck? But like <laughs> well, he's, that, he's putting yeah, that too makes much him even more of a twat for... then, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I wonder if, if you were on some weird little comedy, maybe well, like no, just cause... him. I did see him doing a bit of his scene, and it wasn't the same as what he was doing. He just seemed really awkward, like he wasn't comfortable with himself, and so he was just trying to make idle chit chat with people. Mm. But Actors in a way that he that, didn't though, eh? like, he wasn't like uh, he had no idea what to say, and so he yeah. was looking at this camera. It was like a 1970s style camera, so he's like, "Oh, 70s Do you remember camera, Alan, there, that? Hey, Where'd you get that? Love? Do you remember that film? <sighs> stuff you like and that. I were both in." As as background artists slash electricians or with, something. I don't with know Ralph what. Little and uh, with Ralph Little Greg, and how Greg incredibly, Davis. yeah, and and uh, Dobby Is from he Peep Show and Philomena Kunk and someone out of EastEnders. Oh, was Philomena Kunk in it? Yeah, she was. Uh, she was the person manning the desk at the bookies, but she wasn't famous for anything. I think yet, that so might be before was. I knew she was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's, uh, yeah, <laughs> she's great. Um, but do you remember how awkward Ralph Little was in person? Because, <laughs> I mean, he, he didn't interact with us, but he he was obviously trying to make little bits of idle chit-chat with Issy Sooty, and he was just there doing really bad Alan Partridge impressions, like, oh, oh remember Monkey Tennis? Monkey Tennis! Oh, <laughs> Monkey Tennis! And it was like, oh my God, what is... <laughs> is Ralph Little. He's, you know, he, he should be quoting... Well, I guess he's not going to quote two pints <laughs> of lager in a packet of crisps. He should be quoting <laughs> the royal family at people, not Alan Partridge. <clears throat> do you quote your own stuff? Is that a cool thing to do? I don't know. I, it, <laughs> but... But... He, <laughs> <laughs> but equally, is quoting Alan Partridge a cool thing to do as well? We're talking about This Is England and Calvin is going to give us this rating. Go back 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, um, I think, uh, again, this is another one that I've not seen in a long time, but I definitely saw it about three or four times when I was sort of becoming a film student because it was very in at that time to watch it. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah. We, we, we. Even we I haven't seen it that, that much. Our... I think it's one of the best films <laughs> ever made. <laughs> but we <laughs> we spoke on our episode about how it was a real like formative film for our very specific generation of like film school goers. That year was like the year that film landed was the same year everyone our age was going to film school and was like, yeah, this is this is what cinema should be and. So it, I remember it being a real hot topic at university. Like, is it brilliant and the best thing ever, or is it terrible and a load of overrated shit? And there was no middle ground. It was very much everyone picking a side. Which side do you want, Calvin? I'm on the other side. And well, no, actually, actually, I think maybe I am coming down in the middle a bit here because I'm going to give it a five. 
And I think that that's fair. On it's not, is it? Though, is it? It's obviously not. How can you look <laughs> Joe Gilgan in the face and give him a five? How could you do that? Because because he's rating the film, Alan, and not the you know the showcase that this this the showcase that is this is England 1986, which is Joe Gilgan's time to shine. That's true, actually. Yeah, he's not in the film as much as he. Yeah. Are Thomas Turgoose and the other one going to come and beat me up now? <laughs> I think yeah. I, I think they, they threaten seem a little me, bit aggressive. They threatened me at the start of our podcast, um, and I reckon they're going to come and look up. Oh, what did they rate our film out of ten? <laughs> at some point, I doubt they've checked it yet. And they'll go like, if they look now, right the second, they go, "Wow, a hundred percent, amazing!" But uh, if they look once this goes live, it's going to be Alan. What's that? Ten plus ten plus five, twenty-five divided by three. What's that? Eight and a third. Okay, they're going to go 84%. Pretty good, pretty good. That's, that's go respectable, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom gave it a 9 out of 10, even though he hasn't seen it yet. Peter gave it a 5. <laughs> Barney gave it a 9 out of 10. Um... Um, on list admin, um, what is the new top 10? Does that mean that Alien is once again number one? I guess it does, yeah. Or is Saul I had think that is what that means for the... We'll have to recalibrate yeah. and, be, yeah. and look <laughs> at the or recalibrate. Recalvinate. Because Calvin did the with the yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, oh, have we never that, covered that's spotting? less of a shake up. Yeah, we've had a lot we of suggestions for seasons. We've had a suggestion for a Danny Boyle season, Ooh. so I guess that would insist that you cover train spotting. I would like to do we, that. I would, we've I would, got I've... a We've got a hole in our calendar right now that we're trying to figure out what to do with because they've just delayed another slate of films we were going to cover. The, well, I, um, our problem, I think uh, I would love to do a Danny Boyle season. I think it covers a lot of things that we like. I would. Danny Boyle is definitely up there as one of my favourite directors, easily. So yeah, I would be fair. happy with that. If you do a Danny Boyle season, you have to do the opening of the Olympics 2012. Mm. All right. See, I wanted to do that as well. I spent, mentioned this to Sol the other day that we should do it just for a laugh. Alan, because Alan it's did fucking Alan mental. Pitch this. It's totally mental. <laughs> Alan pitched this for the live episode. He said instead of a movie, we should do Danny Boyle's Olympic opening ceremony, and we all watch that live. Well, it, was, it, it is <laughs> absolute madness. But yeah, we should definitely cover it. I we we didn't we have a Danny Boyle season on the schedule at one point, and it got. Pushed or I something. Swear, train spotting's been on there. Um, we've we've we, spoken we talk, about doing train spotting. Well, train spotting like, two came out. We talk about it. Train spotting two came out while we were on air, so yeah. we definitely talked about it. It then. was a choice. I remember it was a choice between doing Resident Evil and train spotting for oh. that week, and we went, <laughs> I, we went. Oh yeah. yeah, we went resident. But that—that that is not That's a reflection fault. on the quality of the film. That is a reflection on how much material can we get out of this. That—that <laughs> that is a reflection on. We thought, no, it'll be good. Sparks are going to fly between yeah. myself and Calvin, rather than just going. This is a good film, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. But yeah, uh, Danny well, no, Boyle season. We will have to do. Well. We need to. Yeah, we've got so many holes in the schedule now. We we need to figure out what we're doing. So, oh, I don't know if I could take okay. that. Oh, yeah, full season might be a bit a bit much, but I, I mean, that. an episode on something like a Razorhead or pretentious Mulholland season. Drive would. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I have to say I watched Malahon Drive and I don't care that I didn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like films like that. Like Koyhanis Katsi. I watched that and uh, I don't know what any of this is about, but here we are watching Machinery and listening to Philip Glass. <coughs> I can do the other Bond quiz if you want. Yes. We can do okay. it quick. We can do it quick. And then we can do whatever the other thing is. Um, Here's an easy one for you, Calvin. Right. This is definitely an easy one. Which singer has performed the most Bond theme song? Shirley Bassey. See? No. No. Say, all right. It's an easy one. That, okay. w- that was easier you than sure it's the not first Jack White question. and <laughs> the yeah, woman I, who did that Yeah, I didn't song. really order them in any great uh, oh. specific thing. Uh, this is one that maybe Sol could have a go at. Oh, oh he <laughs> fell. <laughs> I went to get a drink, but I mean, I'm still here. Uh, okay, Sol, see if you can get this one, because Calvin will definitely know. Which decade has the most hmm. Bond films? Oh, fucking hell. Um, 70s? I'm, I'm guessing the 60s started partway through, but they were churning them out quite quickly back in the day, weren't they? 70s? Yeah. Calvin? It's going to be 60s. Do you know how really? many? Uh, six. There were six in the sixties. Yeah, no, not not counting the Casino Royale and official one. Yeah, just the official yeah. ones. Yeah, six in the sixties and five in the seventies and eighties. Mm. Damn it, five each. When when did Doctor No come out? Sixty two. But they were churning them out like one a year at that point. So it's uh, like, right. yeah, they just got through a lot very quickly. Okay, here's one for you. I don't. Uh, I don't know if you'll know this, but I, I think you'll be able to have a, a good guess anyway. Okay. Ian Fleming's father was an MP for Henley from 1910 until his death in 1917. Uh, he died in the First World War. Which political party did he represent? Can I have the options? Uh, yes, the options are Liberal. Right. Labour. Right. Conservative. Right. Or... Just an independent candidate. Can I 50-50, please, Alan? Yes, you can. Your 50-50 options are liberal or conservative. Oh, damn it. Those are the two that it could have been. <laughs> um, can I phone a friend, please, Alan? <laughs> yes, what friend would you like to phone? <laughs> uh, am, I, uh, uh, am I allowed to pick someone? or <laughs> if If yeah. you can, like phone someone on your actual phone right now. I think you should do that. I don't know but I'm that. guessing you're running I'm, I, Zoom on I, it or something. I'm tempted. Yeah, I think you've got a phone Japanese Bond. <laughs> oh, Alright then. Shall, shall I phone Japanese Bond? Yeah. I've never met Japanese Bond. I'm fascinated and terrified at the same time. Uh, uh, okay. okay. Alan, can, Alan, can, can you, can you put us through to Japanese Bond? I'm putting you through on the satellite link now. Oh, Sol's, Sol's going to miss it. Never mind. Uh, I'll put you through on the satellite link now. Uh, I'm ringing. Right. Hello, is that the Japanese operator? Can you put me through to <laughs> Mr. Mr. Bond, Bond, number one, one Japan, Japan Street, please? Oh, yeah. oh. Is, is that you, is that you Japanese, Japanese Bond? Bond? Oh! <laughs> Hello, lads! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if uh, I don't know how well that quick makeup job's uh, to age my hair up's taken there, but uh, oh, <laughs> do, do they want to go too too potentially offensive with it, lads? 
it, oh, yeah, yeah, at least you're not wearing. At least you couldn't grab any eyeliner. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, yeah. That's a grand, grand thing there. What's, uh, what's that in your hair, Japanese bond? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, lad. Oh, I'm, right. I'm an old man. He's, just looking... He's an elderly man, Calvin. Not draw attention to it. Uh. I'm an elderly. I'm an elderly gentleman now. Uh, yeah, Japanese Bond. Yeah, we, we, you, you look and sound healthy. So uh, you obviously Boy. you did have coronavirus. You in fact brought it over to this country, which was a bit of uh, a, hey, hey, yeah, a bit did, of a faux yeah, pas. Well, Our yeah, fault, <laughs> what, what can you do? Slap on the wrist, you know. Uh, hey. <laughs> it was before the travel ban, though, so I guess it's not. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So any complaints directed directly to the government? How, but how no, are you but I, I like this government probably. So uh, no, how I probably you, like Scottish National Party. Who do I like? I, what? <laughs> how are you coping in isolation? Well, I don't understand how this fucking Zoom shite works because <laughs> I'm an old man. So what's going on here? That's my it, fucking yeah. grandkids coming in. <laughs> Did you have to get someone to set it up for you? Oh, right, well, we was here. I'm staying at my mate's house. Oh, so really? I just waddled in. He went to get me, yeah. Uh, wait, 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 Strapped which mate? lockdown in the guest room. <laughs> my, my pal, Shoal. Shoal, Shoal is staying with. Uh, I, I, oh. I thought you might have been staying with uh, Cubby Broccoli. I know you two are uh, <laughs> good friends. And if he's there, it'd be great to hear oh, from him. Oh no, as well. he's he's. I mean, he's haunting us, but he's long dead. <laughs> uh, we did we did a Ouija board one night, and he's he won't fuck off. <laughs> uh, Japanese Bond, we have a question for you. Hey, hey, uh, it is a it is a Bond themed question, although it's more to do. Oh, with hey, the, oh, hey, Ian Fleming. So it might not the be the answer up your, up your street is. 92.7 degrees Fahrenheit, exactly. <laughs> That's correct. And the question, of course, is what is the correct temperature to serve sake? Uh, <laughs> if you're just making it up on the spot. I'll tell you now, lad, the correct temperature is whatever I fucking say it is because I'm fucking James Bond. Are you? <laughs> Okay, Japanese Bond, here is the question for you. Um, Ian Fleming, your creator, uh, his father was MP for Henley, uh, but for what political party did he represent? Oh, it was, it was definitely either Conservatives or Liberal Party. Oh, no! One of those two. That, that, that was... <laughs> Would you like to come down on one side or the other? <laughs> oh, I mean... If I had to pick there, I'd go liberal, but I mean, that's a total stab in the dark, lads. I've, I've given you two there out of everything. That's pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty good. you got to say, Calvin, that's a pretty sh- fair shake of the dice there. Okay, yeah. Um... Do you think Ian Fleming is a man who was brought up in liberal household or a conservative household? <laughs> well, this is it. He's But, he's obvi- but liberal, liberal, liberal didn't mean that back then, did yes. it? Wasn't liberal like your kind of old school... Lib Dem, where it was a lot more, you know, a yeah. bit more libertarian, I'd maybe. Know. Or, um, but Ian Fleming was very establishmenty, wasn't he? I think I'm. But this is his dad, isn't it? Yeah. So that's he's, he's rebelling against his father. Okay, Japanese. Bonds. <laughs> but it seems like, I'm, I'm... but it, but it seems like Alan's given us a hint the other way. So maybe we should go with that. Uh. Okay. Uh. <laughs> 
Conservative final answer. The correct answer is... Conservative! Oh. <laughs> hey. It's about an eaten spy. <laughs> yeah. All right, well... He went... Ian Fleming Thanks for having me on, lads. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go shit in the guest room again. Thank you, Japanese oh, Thank you. Thanks for, nice thanks for coming you. to see us again. I want the camera to pan so we can see him frantically getting that shit out of his head. it out. Uh, <clears throat> nice. Okay, uh, two more questions. Is there two more? Hang on, I'll have to figure out which ones I haven't asked. There's a couple of toughies, I think. Oh. Oh, I think I just so. saw the ghost of Cubby Broccoli there, and I've, I've got some grey hairs from it. So. <laughs> just scared, it scared the light. Yeah, it's just, did I miss anything? Scared the living daylights <laughs> out of you. <laughs> okay, okay, I have two more questions. Great. Okay. All right. First question. I don't know. I don't know if you'll know this or not. I don't. Know. Okay. What is the title of the first James Bond novel? Not written by Ian Fleming. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. You know that one? Yeah, Colonel Sun. Yeah. Is it a trick question? No. It's Colonel Sun. Because, well, hang on. What about James Bond Jr. written by Charlie Hickson? That was 40 years later. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah. I thought this was a really recent thing. Have, have they been pumping out non-Fleming Bond I'm on Bond bloody yeah, yeah, yeah. John Gardner who wrote 14 of the bloody things in the 80s I'm going through all of these how how are they considered I mean they can't be like well treated as real <clears throat> Bond right uh, the... <laughs> well the, the original ones are pretty shit so I've got it here actually um, Colonel Sun uh, oh, written by Kingsley Amis, uh, which is actually really good. It's one of the uh, really good continuation novels. The John Gardner ones are not so much, but in the second one, um, for special services, um, it's kind of brilliant because the Bond villain is a uh, megalomaniac ice cream manufacturer who is going to use mind control ice cream to gain access of US satellites, and his wife is a one-breasted woman who is Blofeld's daughter and it turns out that he's actually gay and he lives in the set of uh, Gone with the Wind. What? Yes, it, it's I, I have so many questions I've lost <laughs> track of them all. Yeah. I'm going to pick one of my hundreds of questions. Is the breast on one side <laughs> or is it kind of in the middle? Like, uh, no, it, is one just gone? It's, or is it's it on like one this... side, yeah. Okay, and at right, first right. you think it's because she's been set up as the Bond girl and you think, oh, this is kind of like in Doctor No, he makes the point of Honey Rider's broken nose about how he goes for women with mm. sort of, you know, physical abnormalities or whatever. Um, and it's like, oh, wow, well, when that's was quite that cool. One... And it's like, oh, no, she's just evil. Hmm? When was that one written? 82, 83? Yep, Tom's okay. nodding his head. Peter's nodding his head as well. I, I, I was wondering if the ice cream thing was a... a... A subtle hint, a subtle nod at uh, Margaret Thatcher and her connections to whippy <laughs> ice cream, but I think eighty two would probably predate people being aware of that. Uh, am I right? Is it Colonel Sun? Of course, you're right, Calvin. Okay, I have a last question for you. Uh, I think this is a toughie because I don't know if it's the sort of thing that you would just know. Is this question ten? Is this the big? Yeah. So this is to find out who is the most Bond aware. <laughs> Yes. We if need some background music. We need some of that. Which Bond film, and this is according to a list I found on the internet, which Bond film 
features the most countries. <laughs> Thought that sentence was going to stop earlier than <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which Bond film features mm. the most countries? Now, I will say that this list counts the UK as one country. So Scotland, England, Wales are not counted separately. Well, if that would affect it. Is that a clue? No, it's just a thing. Oh, right, okay. It also, also, the list included fictional countries <laughs> that were, existed in the world. Is that a clue? Yeah. No, it's just a factual uh, okay. thing about the uh, thing. Uh, I'm not going to draw this out too much. I think it's going to be Moonraker. Oh, yeah. Let me give you the options. Oh, oh okay, <clears throat> right, yes, that's good. Is it A, Casino Royale? Right. B, The Living Daylights? <clears throat> C, Diamonds Are Forever? Or D, Spectre? Oh, right, it's not the one that I thought it was going to be then. Uh, in that case, it's going to be Diamonds Are Forever. Okay, and why do you think that? Because Mr. Winter, Mr. Kid sort of hop around various places. Um... So I would have thought that that would up the country count. <laughs> so that's your final answer? Yes. Well, uh, Diamonds Are Forever features uh, eight countries. Right. According to this list. <clears throat> Casino Royale has nine. I'm afraid oh. you are not the most Bond aware. <laughs> Get out. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> you, go home, you go home empty-handed. That's, yeah. Uh, you yeah. Still, no, you still get 32 grand. It's all right. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that... I the, thought uh, if you gamble at the end, you go home with nothing. Is that not how it works? It's it, been so long since... It go, you only go down to no a certain deal. level, yeah. But no, Calvin, no, according to That's this right. list... According to this list that I found, Casino Royale takes place in the United Kingdom, uh, Czechia, the Czech Republic, Pakistan, Uganda, Madagascar, Bahamas, USA, Montenegro, and Italy. Pakistan? Yeah, apparently. And I don't know if that's like a quick glance and Bond isn't there. I, I don't know what basis the list was formed, so I can't hmm. really... But we've been to most of those places when we went to the Casino Royale experience. We definitely went we to did. the Bahamas and, and Italy and yep. Madagascar. Hmm. So there we go. Calvin is not a Bond expert. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of when in Casino Royale he goes to Pakistan, or when the thing goes to Pakistan, but that's fine. I'm sure Alan's uh, research was thorough and It accurate. was definitely <laughs> reading off a list that I found. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I assume some Bond nerd put the list together. So. Mm. Yes. Any, have, any, have any we questions? Got any... Have we got any more questions yeah. from the from our listener, listening uh, audience here? Oh, there are hands going up. Oh, Ooh. George unmute and someone with the hands. Yeah. George, Barney. George, hello. Okay. You're live. Hi. Hello, hello. Hi, George. <laughs> um, who would who would all three of you say is the most overrated actor? Just from... <laughs> oh, Ooh. ever. Oh God. Um, I'm gonna say Marlon Brando. Ooh. I think I've made my thoughts on Marlon Brando yeah. quite That's clear in our show. Godfather episode. Um, but to be fair, I haven't seen when he was young and attractive. I've I've heard lots, lots of. You have some streetcar named Desire. I've, yeah, I've, I've heard this a lot. Go and watch streetcar named Desire. But I, I've you know I've seen a lot of his Godfather on 
uh, work, and I'm not impressed with any of it, really. Certainly not impressed with Apocalypse Now and Superman. So, <laughs> not that Superman's a fair barometer for anyone, really, but... <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go for someone like uh, either a Benedict Cumberbatch, a Tom Hiddleston, an Eddie Redmayne, one of those triple-barrel uh, <laughs> posh boys. They're all basically the same person, though. They, they are. Yeah. Eddie Red Cumberbatchiston. Um, I'm going to go with Tom Hiddleston, I think. Uh, he always yeah. just comes across so disingenuous in real life interviews and stuff. And I, yeah, aside from Loki, I don't know if I've seen him in. Oh, I saw Kong Skull Island and I thought he was, yeah, serviceable. But... I love Tom Hiddleston, but it is purely because of Loki. I, I've mm. seen him in quite a few other things and he's not really managed to wow me in that same way. And anything mm. else. He was very good in Warhorse from what I remember, but yeah, yeah. It was a no very one was good part. in Warhorse. The horse. Oh, he, he was he, he was the least uh, embarrassing thing about that film from what I remember. Wasn't I think I think you're thinking of I think I legitimately think you're thinking of Benedict Cumberbatch. I think maybe I am. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't say he's a I wouldn't say this guy's a bad actor. I think he's a good actor, but I do think he's overrated. Christian Bale. Oh. Because people seem to think he's amazing, and I think he's good. But he's You're also, right. like, it's, halfway it's, up his own ass. throws himself into every role. That annoys me. The Daniel Day-Lewis thing annoys me as well. But I think Daniel Day-Lewis does like get away it. with being great. Whereas Christian I'm Bale... I'm pro-Christian Bale. I think I I'm like pro-Christian Bale. I just think he's overrated. <laughs> I think there's maybe... Th- three or four notable actors now who properly transform into you know different people instead of just kind of playing themselves in different situations and he's one of them Joaquin Phoenix maybe Daniel Day-Lewis like there's not a lot of actors doing that kind of method is a luxury if you like sorry just I don't just mean method, I just mean... No, but like those that truly transform tend to follow the, the method method. I know, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's a luxury. If I turned up to a first day on set and I was like, oh, yes, I need my trailer to be an exact replica of a 1950s <laughs> office, they'd be like, okay, well, you're fired and we'll get someone else in who's not a massive problem. But Daniel Day-Lewis does it and they're like, of course, anything yeah. you want. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't even imagine trying to work with that sort of oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't so like the whole method thing, believe me. We we had to... we Alan, Calvin, my we went to the same film course and there was a whole prolonged um, semester? What What's the English equivalent of a semester? A semester, we had semesters, term. didn't we? Oh, term. We? Yeah. The, the, yeah, there was a whole <clears throat> portion of a term dedicated to acting, but we were being taught for some reason by someone who like ran the school but was like a failed actor, so she really <laughs> focused in on acting. And... <laughs> So even though we wanted to learn how to point a camera effectively and that sort of thing, we were instead being taught about literally putting on someone else's shoes to walk a mile in their shoes and learn how to act that way. And it really pissed me off because it's like, no, acting is... There's different tools you can use as an actor and like method acting is like valid if you are fortunate enough to be able to use it. But so is just kind of putting on a mask and becoming someone else. That's equally as valid as, you know, becoming the role. Um, Plus, it's, yeah. a, it's like Emily says, it really depends on the circumstances as well. Acting falls under many uh, uh, categories. 
you know, you're not going to go method if you're in a bloody panto. So it's, and it's, that's not, might not be great acting, but it's still acting. So. Tom says the most underrated actor is Nicolas Cage. I would agree. I think he's great when he's in a good movie. That's, Cage needs, Cage needs to be handled very well. You just, you need to put him into the right position. Like I, I think, um, yeah. What's it called in in Las Vegas? Leaving Las Vegas. Is Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. A, a fantastic film and a fantastic performance, but it's about harnessing the cage. You've got to find how, where it works and, and pointing it in yeah. the right direction. If you just let him yeah. loose, it, it's completely. Yeah, but he can be totally insane. Nicholas Cage is wonderful. I love him to pieces, but I think. Like Alan says, he he's like a he's like an, a force of nature that has to be. You can't you can't stop the river from flowing. You have to build a dam and hope <laughs> that you can kind of point it in the right direction. Can I ask George what what his suggestion would be? Uh probably one of the three Calvin mentioned. Oh right, yeah. Oh yeah, you're on the same. They, they are basically the same person. So. Yeah, <laughs> they are. I, I think Cumberbatch is a, a very capable actor. If you watch Doctor Strange, you're not going to see it. But I, I think. <laughs> he's well, most things is yeah. Although I must admit, you know, uh, what's I, his I name? Like the other one, the little yeah. one. I haven't seen Eddie Redmayne. The little Danish, one. I haven't seen oh. Danish Girl or Theory of Everything, which are the two kind of Theory like, of Everything was whoa, embarrassing. I'm it was terrible. That was the most cringy. I'm playing a real person and they're disabled. Give me an Oscar. Oh, yeah. it was just, <laughs> I've got, honestly, I've got them. Was... I've got them both in my to watch oh, pile, but I haven't got around to them yet because I'm kind of dreading it a little bit. <laughs> the theory of everything it's does just kind of play great. as like, uh, oh wow, if this was like two hours special program on ITV on a Sunday night, yeah, it would yeah. fit there fine. Throw some ads in, but yeah, sitting in the cinema, I was kind of like, why am I here watching this? I just want to ask a, a question here. My my brother, who unfortunately uh, couldn't come to see the the thing here today, uh, but my brother, who's been on the show, friend of the show, he is he doing? Is he cycling? <laughs> probably, very probably, yeah. Uh, he said he sent me some questions, and I, I like this question that is, um, what was the first film you remember watching? Uh, that was the first kind of grown up film, not like an adult movie, but a film that was like. I'm a kid and this makes me feel mature because I'm watching this. Huh. Which I think is a good question, oh, even okay. though I don't have an answer for it. <laughs> well, I, I know very, I think I've spoken on the show very firmly the big turning point for me when I was like, oh, I'm going to see grown up films. I'm a grown up now, was when I went to see No Country for Old Men in the cinema. When was that? Because uh, 2008, probably. Like, it was a 2007 That's film. Pretty but I old. It was held over. What are you, 18 then? Yeah, I'll have been 17 when that came out here. Okay. I thought it was going to be something you watched um, when you were like 11. <laughs> but this is what I mean. That that was like a that was a real like, oh, I like film now. I'm not just going to the cinema to watch, you know, whatever comedies just come out with. Okay, I get I that. I don't know. Who, who was even a comedy star back then? You know what? This is going to sound ridiculous and shit, but thinking about it, I think it was Spider-Man 2. <laughs> I remember renting Spider-Man 2 out. Does that count on as a video. grown-up film? This is what I mean. Well, it wasn't a it wasn't a flat-out comedy. I think that's kind of what okay. I'm thinking. That I remember watching that 
renting it out, having seen it in the cinema at home, back in the days of video rental still being a thing, DVD rental, I guess, and thinking, like, oh, I guess there are some good serious movies out there that aren't just comedies, and I'm going to have to rewatch Indiana Jones now, because I remember them being tonally similar out of the very limited non-comedy pool of what I'd seen at the time. So yeah, I, I'm afraid I've not really got a more mature choice than that. Well, I'm, I'm sure you're going to discredit my mature choices of Star Wars and James Bond, which were films I definitely saw in adolescence, but the the first like proper sort of like grown-up film I suppose that I saw was Titanic, and it was just because my mum was very insistent on me watching it at eight years old, or however old I was when the video came out, and to this day I'm not quite sure why she was so... What? Well, yeah, I think... I think I did as well. I saw Titanic on video mm. in, it must have been 1998 yeah. after it came out. So yeah, I saw that then as well, but I didn't connect with it. My brother is nearly nine years older than me, so he has actually had quite a significant influence on my film watching, I guess. And I've just had this memory of him looking after me and my sister, so we probably would have been... <clears throat> I don't know, 12 and 14, he'd been allowed to look after us. He was at that point, you know, uh, uh, a young man, but, you know, in, in the thrall of drugs and drink. So uh, he wasn't necessarily the best role model. But he was, he was, he showed us Trainspotting because he'd watched it. It must have been just out on video yeah. or something. So I'm guessing this was 97, something like that. I might have been 13. Um, and uh, I remember watching that. And then watching it again, like the day after or something, because it so obviously had enough of an impact on me that I go, I need to watch that again. And the fact that Trainspotting is still one of my favourite films is perhaps uh, not a coincidence. You know, it's one of those films that had a, a an effect on me at a young age in terms of hmm. like, oh, I want to make. I don't think I put it in those terms at the time, but like wanting to make films and, and seeing films as something more than just a bit of entertainment, I suppose. But yeah, I remember. I wonder if he remembers that. I'd suspect he doesn't, because he was. I'm not saying he was just like constantly like out of his head, but he was, you know, a young man who didn't have a lot of control on his life at the time. If <laughs> we was apparently on that level, like what was the film that sort of made you interested in film? Then for yeah. me, it was The Birds, Alfred Hitchcock, when I was like 12, 11, something like that. That was like I remember that was the one that I was like, oh, I really want to know how this happens now, what goes into making this. And that was the one. The one. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm going to start unmuting people that have um, yeah. Yeah. waved yeah, their on. hands. So, Peter, welcome from Seattle, Washington. Oh, we've gone international. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I have, like, two questions, I guess. So the first one is, like, we've heard about you guys, like, meeting each other at university and stuff. But I was wondering if you could talk a bit more about like the actual like formation of the podcast and like whose idea it was and just a bit. Okay, oh, that's I a could, good question. I can answer that. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, in 2012, uh, Sol and I were living with uh, another friend of ours called Sean. Sean, who appeared on last week's episode of the podcast, The First Lord of the Rings. We lived together in Brixton, and I know then we were definitely talking about doing a podcast. We were we were trying to come up with an idea, and we just sort of never quite did. We actually recorded something, um, but it was more just like sort of like let's try this, see what happens. And it was just us talking about films, which I know is what we do. But um, it was it was early days enough that we didn't feel the need to have a, a, a 
premise behind the show to hook people in, I suppose. So it was just three people talking about films, and I, I think we kind of did a very... I remember that episode we recorded. Was it just one, or did we do two, Alan? I can only remember one. We did... I remember recording an episode about guilty pleasure movies, and we all had to bring our big guilty pleasure film to the table. If you still have that, you and... should release that. That'd be interesting. Uh, <laughs> I un- I can't even remember anything we said. I don't remember the content at all. Hmm. I remember talking about Sucker Punch a lot, but <laughs> I'm kind of glad it's not out there because I don't think I'd like that film if I went back to it now. Um, but I did make a kind of impassioned, it's not that bad uh, defense for it at the time. It's a brilliant movie. <laughs> Is it really? Because I, I liked it back in 20, whenever it was, whenever it came out in the cinema. I went to see it with Calvin, in fact, and we both came out. And I remember both of us being very awkward, like, in that moment of, you know, before where you reveal if you like the film or not, kind of thinking like, well, they hated it. And and then we were both sort of like, that was not terrible, wasn't it? And just being like, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, and I remember talking about that with Sean. And we spoke about buddy cop movies, but with dogs, didn't oh, we? Oh, maybe we didn't did Sean talk one. about K-9 or something? Some, uh, buddy cop films with dogs is is a subgenre we've been long interested in. That and ghost dogs as well. Uh, anything with... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember you had that so, DVD yeah, we... of um, Sherlock Bones, which I never <laughs> saw, but looked hilarious. Sherlock Bones, undercover dog, yes. <laughs> terrible, terrible film. We left that buried in our old flat somewhere for the next tenants to discover, along with Adam Sandler's Overboard. <laughs> Going overboard, yeah. Uh, yeah, Rodney Dangerfield, My Five Wives, or Back to School My Five Wives, it was My Five Wives, yeah. A classic of its time. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we, we recorded that. I think, if I remember correctly... I think I thought the microphone I owned at the time would be okay, and then I listened back to it and the audio was terrible, and then my laptop died, just a proper, wouldn't turn on, gone kind of death. Yeah, but that was, so that um, was in 2012, and we all moved apart and everything, and then it was something that I guess was in the back of our minds, and I think, uh, well, I know that Saul and Calvin sort of had, had I think it must have been Saul's concept. It was like that, you need that concept of like, how what are we going to sort of build this around? And for us, it was the kind of concept of pitching sequels. And I think it came from a conversation between Saul and Calvin. I, I, I seem to remember it was Saul's idea. And then they came to me. I know I was sort of like last on in terms of they, you came, you guys came to me and said, do you want to do this with us? It, yeah, I, I, I remember in... Um... 2016, 2000, basically 2012, what the hell was a podcast? It was this emerging new thing. I listened to the Ricky Gervais podcasts that went out via The Guardian back whenever they went out. I listened to the Adam and Joe show podcast that was released uh, each week for their radio show, but I didn't really do podcasts i didn't have a podcast app i don't know if one even existed yet i think i i think Um, that's when i because i got my first smartphone when i when we were living in london and 
that's when I started listening to podcasts because you kind of it's all there and it's easy. And obviously, I was listening to Smodcast. That was one of the first big ones mm. as well in terms of entertainment stuff. Yeah, and I remember it was back in two thousand and fifteen or so when I when I started working on the film that I produced. It meant uh, for a while. It meant commuting from Manchester to Yorkshire, which you know on a. a Good traffic is like an hour, 15 minutes, but realistically you're looking at an hour, 45. One day took me over six hours to get into work because a truck went over in the middle of the motorway and it was carrying butter and apparently diesel... (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely, apparently diesel eats through tarmac, which I didn't know. So it was a diesel lorry had turned over, spilled diesel all over the middle of the motorway, and that meant they had to resurface the motorway because it was diesel, but they couldn't because it also spilled butter, which it was carrying, and it was a hot day and the butter melted everywhere. So it meant that there was about 24 hours of this motorway being knocked out and everyone having to go through Calvin's hometown, Brighouse, like all this motorway traffic channeling through Brighouse. Um... So anyway, uh, doing this big commute, I thought, well, what am I going to do to pass the time? Oh, I'll get into podcasts. And I I also, I burnt loads of audio commentaries and things off of DVDs to listen to. But at some point, I kind of reluctantly got on the Apple podcast app and just really went to town listening to all these, you know, great classic shows, Serial and uh, S-Town and all the classics. Um... And I got really into podcasts, but I've never really clicked with shows about pop culture and movies. Um, I don't really like any movie podcasts. It's wow, weird. Unless I think like... so. <laughs> I, must, I must say, I, I don't listen to I, many I like them either, when actually. Yeah. I don't listen to many... <laughs> I don't listen to much like movie review stuff. <laughs> Especially like that's what I mean. Where it's yeah, I, I just like I'm only where, interested in my own opinion, really. That's exactly. <laughs> it. I, I I like a I like an interview with people and that sort of thing. I love loads of those shows, but when it's kind of just, I always want to get involved. And there's I've tried a whole load of like things about. I remember listening to a, a show Calvin loved about. They were talking about Spider Man now playing podcast. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. And it was their Spider-Man episode, and I just got annoyed, like, no! No, you don't know what you... That's wrong! That's not what... Stop getting Bond wrong! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, um... So I think at some point I was just like, yeah, let's... You know, I I should do this with Calvin, because he loves James Bond. I've still not seen most of the James Bond shows... Movies. That was a big point, because all throughout university I was trying to yeah. make him watch them all so that we could actually talk about them, but he was watching them so slowly and then finally this came up as a good sort of like, well, if we start it, we can't go back. So that was how the Bond part yeah. of it sort of came I think initially be. I was just like, why don't we watch all the Bond movies in order and do a podcast about it? You loving it and me not getting it. <laughs> Calvin was the one who said There's, it's probably good to get a third voice on. <laughs> and we were both like, well, Alan's cool. Let's get Alan involved. <laughs> um, and then I remember Calvin... Yeah, I remember Calvin came over and 
us chatting about the show and wanting to make it broader than just James Bond, but I remember racking my head for a sort of premise. I just discovered a podcast called how how would you survive something like that i i have no idea what it's called but it was a show where people watch movies and then discuss how would you try and survive that movie uh as in they watch halloween and then one of them goes well i'd go and hide in a vault and point a gun at the door and wait and you know and i thought what a great idea they're kind of playing with the form they're they're doing a movie review thing but not just reviewing a film so I think I was trying to get as close to that as I could and I remember going for a wee and whilst urinating having the brainwave of like oh yeah let's pitch ideas you know what it was in fact I love Dan Harmon of Community's podcast Harmontown which is remarkable and I just listened to an episode where he'd never watched Superman Returns or something, so I think he was trying to improvise, because he's a comedy improv guy, he was trying to improvise what he imagined it would be, and I found it so funny that I was like, yeah, we should do something where we kind of come up with ideas for where we kind of know the basic premise, as in it's a sequel to it. So yeah, it was me trying to rip off Dan Harmon. As usual. <laughs> yeah. I think Peter had a second question as well. I can, I'll, Hang on. I'll other people do it, and then if we still have time, then I'll jump in with another. I have, so, I have a little bit more to add to that, because when we decided to do the podcast, we kind of, we did make a decision that, okay, let's not half-arse it. If we're going to do this, let's try and do it seriously. And we, from from the concept basically to our first episode going out was a good six months. It was like, we, we recorded 10 episodes before we put anything out. Um, and we also, you know, we got the music done, Sol did the artwork and stuff like that. We, we kind of got the social media up and running beforehand and everything. We kind of did all the groundwork because there's so many podcasts, it's just like, Oh, let's just record and then put it out. And it's, we wanted to kind of present it as a, a slightly more professional product straight away. And I think if you're ever trying to start a podcast, that's quite important. Because even now, you listen to our first episodes, it is a difference. You know, we, we've got slicker with it, but I think... Oh, yeah, yeah, the first ones aren't great. But I... I, <laughs> I comparatively. But yeah, I mean, I've got I'll, a proper I'll tell microphone. You, um, <laughs> yeah, well, with, with the first few episodes, we made a point of all getting together and and i remember we i think we did the first six it was 10 day. we did 10 calvin and alan both came up to wakefield oh, where ten. i was living at the time and we all went and recorded in a room with uh huge reams of notes on bits of paper um and pitch ideas and so on and i think it was was it ben her onwards that we tried doing remotely yeah. And then we very quickly realised that all of us doing it remotely meant we had three separate audio streams and meant that we had much higher audio quality. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we've just kind of gone with that ever since. I think we've even had a few instances where two of us have gone into another I've room. I've definitely recorded at so, Calvin's house once and I went into the living room and he was in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Really? I can't remember, but... That? We definitely did it though. I know you. I think you did that with Judy once as well, didn't you? You like 
sent her into another room because she was around. That you maybe, yeah, something. maybe. I know. I can tell you that when when I first recorded, when I was first recording on my own, it was Judy's microphone that I borrowed to record on because I wanted to make sure we were going to do it for a while before I bought a microphone. <laughs> so <laughs> Judy's influence there right from the beginning. <laughs> Your brother's just bought a microphone for the show, hasn't he? Two hundred episodes in. Yeah, well, he, he, I think he wants to start <laughs> doing his own stuff, and he, so he's he's getting into it a bit more. Yeah, I think he's going to be on next week or the following week if all goes to plan. Yes, so probably. you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Next question. Barney. Yeah. Hello. 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 Welcome Hello. to Australia. It's like fucking six a.m. out there, right? Uh, yeah, it's about seven o'clock here. Barney, are, I, you, I, I, are you in Australia? I am in Australia, yeah. Oh my god, I, I've, we've, I've always noticed, because you can see the stats where people are listening from, and we've always had a, a kind of oddly large amount of Antipodean, is that the word, listeners, people off in Australia and New Zealand and so on. Um, it's just Barney, he listens to I, it a lot. <laughs> is, it, is it all you, Barney? <laughs> I, I remember, in fact, I actually remember pitching back when we did... Back when we did our, like, second ever season of three episodes, I remember trying to convince Alan and Calvin to go in for Australia season. And we were all going to pick our favourite Australian movie to talk about because I'd noticed we had so many Australian listeners, but um, <laughs> that never happened for some I reason. Think, I think... I think I killed that because I was going to pick Australia, the Baz Luhrmann <laughs> film, and you just hated the thought of having to watch it. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Barney. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I, I, I trampled all over your question there. Sorry. <laughs> um. So, uh, I, I've got a a pool of various shows that I'm watching at the moment. I mean, it's slowly running out. So basically, um, what would you recommend? Are there any um good things at the moment, or just things from the past that you like that you recommend watching is there a genre in particular that you're into like comedy mm. or no, I'm, I'm not really picky hmm. uh, I, I can talk about st- uh, stuff that i've seen recently anyway because i just finished watching a netflix show called atypical which is normally whenever i'm watching stuff i always have like a pure comedy on the go a comedy drama and then something a bit more sort of serious um so the serious one is westworld at the moment which is great um but atypical we finished uh, last week and that was really sweet if you like that kind of quite light comedy drama um it's about a family and uh i guess it's mainly about the fact that they've got a son who's autistic and it's sort of deals with that but the whole family is kind of atypical in many ways um but it's really sweet and really nice and quite gentle viewing so if you're in the mood for something like that i would recommend atypical on netflix uh, i can't recommend anything because i i don't watch anything from pre <laughs> pre 1987 <laughs> but i i've been watching sitcoms recently old british sitcoms I do recommend you watch Mind Your Language, uh, which is a sitcom from the 70s. It's possibly the worst sitcom I've ever seen. It's yeah, truly appalling. It's terrible. That's the one in the language It has school, to be, it has to be Alan seen made, to be believed. Alan made us watch that once, Calvin and myself. And... Alan, why do you hate yeah, your friends? <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's one of those things that's so... It's, 
it's so appalling it's just like you can't believe it but it's like immediately appalling because it's just so politically incorrect and kind of outdated even at the time it's also above over and above the obvious problems with it it's one of the worst written shows i've ever seen it's it's absolutely <laughs> appalling uh, and it's worth watching i mean to, he, he was he, he was asking for good stuff you know alan he wasn't i don't watch good things the so worst. i can't help you with that <laughs> Yeah. Alan's golden life is to make people suffer. <laughs> That's where he gets exactly I watched, I watched, I watched 39 episodes of I Mind think... Your Language, so come on. That's not an achievement. I, I'm a masochist. I don't... And that's a British sitcom. That's like that must be the longest running British sitcom oh, in Calvin, history. I have bought episodes. the box set of <laughs> Last of the Summer Wine. 39 series, I think. Uh, that's, 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 wow. Again, I never found out. Is he like 40? <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> Pretty much. Nope. How old am I? Uh, yeah. Um, He's not far off. I'm, I'm, Do you really not know how old he is? I'm 35. If you rounded oh. it up, he would be 40. <laughs> yeah, I'm 35. Um, I, I'm a lot younger at heart, obviously. <laughs> I, I've already sung the praises of Kingdom on multiple episodes of the show at this point, so I won't bother going into the Netflix Korean zombie drama at the minute that's very, very good. Um, I watched the Harley Quinn animated series earlier this year. Uh, oh, it's not something I would have bothered with normally, uh, just because I don't think I quite get the appeal of Harley Quinn as much as some people. Like, I like her, but I'm not as diehard into it as everyone else seems to be. Um, but I got a load of screeners through from work, and I watched the Harley Quinn animated series that I think is just called Harley Quinn, and it is absolutely fantastic. Really, really surprised me how good it is. If you've ever seen the Venture Brothers, it's kind of like that, but with licensed DC characters all taking the piss out of themselves. It's very good. Alan Tudyk is the Joker as well, which is very much in the mould of Mark Hamill, but very good. I'm going to assume you weren't that big a fan of Birds of Prey, because I, I certainly wasn't. Yeah, Birds of Prey wasn't great, was it? Um, Tom, did you have a hand raised? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, um, just wondering, what was like the first film you saw in like the cinema? My earliest memory was Toy Story, I think in like 1996. I think that's the absolute earliest film I can remember seeing in theatres. I think I'm with you on that, actually. That's the first one that, yeah, I remember coming out of Toy Story 1 and, like, yeah, going back home and arranging all my toys and running in and out of the room to see if they did anything when I wasn't there. <laughs> uh, I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me if I'd actually been taken to see Aladdin or mm. you know, something like that beforehand, but Toy Story is the one that I first remember, certainly. I, I know I... I, I know I yeah. went to see, as a family, we went to see Jurassic Park because my grandma fell asleep. I remember that. But I can't really remember going to see it. <laughs> the loudest film of its day. The, fir the first film I can really remember seeing is Jumanji, I think. I would have been oh. about 11, so it was quite late. But didn't yeah. didn't go to the cinema a lot as a kid. I I remember very distinctly walking into the cinema... I, I remember walking into Aladdin late, uh, which isn't my fault. I was I was two, so don't blame me. Um, 
And I very distinctly remember going in and being like, whoa, what is going on? Which is pretty much the same feeling I had when I went on the Back to the Future ride at... Is it Universal Studios? When you first walk in and just see everything go like around you and you're like, whoa! Yeah, I, I had the same thing when I first went to the cinema. It was mind-blowing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, we still have this Mr. and Mrs. thing yes. uh, on the docket. Are we still, still doing, doing that? that? <laughs> I have it. Alan? If you want to do it, hopefully it'll be a bit of a laugh. That was the idea. <laughs> So what it is, I better explain what it is, isn't it? So, <laughs> um, so it's kind of a Mr. and Mrs. style game. So what what we'll do is Emily asks one of us. So one of us is nominated. Let's say Calvin. Emily asks Calvin a question, which I've sent to her. Right. Some of them are kind of personal to us. Some of them are a bit more general. But hopefully it's just sort of something for us to do. Sol and I write down the answer we think you're going to give. Should I have got a pen and paper for Yes, this? please. Uh, so Sol and I write down our the answer we think you're going to say, and then Calvin reveals his answer, and we see if we got the same one, right? Right. Does that make sense? Yes, I'll just grab a pen. And I, I sort of threw these questions together. It might not, they might not, I don't know if they'll all work, but we'll see how they go. They're not in any particular order, Emily, if you want to just do it, whatever. I'm going to find a pen as well. Sorry, guys. So. So, yeah, Emily asks the question, we write down what we think Calvin will answer, and then Calvin says the answer and we reveal what we did. Right. Okay. I'm excited. I'm going to go straight in. Like, this is the number one question, and, like, <laughs> dive in straight in. So, Calvin, hi, right. nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> love you, by the way. Oh, thank you. I, 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 I'm very fond of you as well. Oh, genuinely glad I haven't done an episode with you. Um, we'll have to change that. Oh, you come on my podcast. Anyway, we oh, lived yes. in Leeds with oh. Soul. Who was your favourite housemate? Oh. So can we Calvin, know who me. else was in the house at the time? Yeah. While, yeah, while you're thinking about this, guys, I'll tell everyone there were like six of us in our student house. There was uh, me and Soul who had the attic rooms like opposite each other. Our doors were... Um, and then we lived with um, an Irishman, Connor. Who was here earlier. Connor's been on the show. He was on this, he yep, was yeah, on this stream earlier. I think he's left. He was wearing a mask and yeah. sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> and we lived with... Um, I think he was uh, having trouble with his internet connection because he is actually currently quarantined because he works on cruise ships. Uh, genuinely, that's not a joke. He's not... He's, yeah. he's in quarantine. Where is he? He's somewhere... Yeah. He's on a cruise ship, apparently, in some sort of cruise ship. And then we lived with a couple of other guys who were also film students, and one lady who studied physiotherapy or something. Handy. Yeah. Yeah. She yep. was training to be a stridopodist, wasn't she? Some sort of foot doctor. She was that my chest that? once, which was <laughs> yeah. quite painful. I think she was. She lured me in by saying that she was doing some kind of beauty therapy thing and needed to practice. Anyway, we've we've definitely alluded to. The beardy, hairy one downstairs on this podcast before. I don't know if we've alluded to the It's probably never made the edit. Yeah, we did have a beardy housemate who soul tormented after he uh, stopped tormenting me. <laughs> Why does he torment people? He, he, this is a thing he does. I think it's to assert his, assert his dominance. Or lack uh, thereof. 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, quite. <laughs> Go on then. Okay, so I've written down my answer. Sol, have you written it down? Right. Yeah. Just so you can't cheat. It's written, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, do I have to write mine? No, you down? can just reveal it. No, you just tell us. Because oh, then okay. we 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 write we show our answers. So my favorite housemate when we were in Leeds was Sol. Oh, see, I went. I wrote me down. I went. <laughs> I went with the girl the one. Girl one. Because <laughs> I yeah, I I, I, I knew it was between me and the girl one. One point to me. Uh, so Sol, um. What's the biggest animal you could kill with your bare hands? <laughs> so what is the biggest animal Sol thinks he could kill with his bare hands? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> hmm. That's, that's uh, hard. Because Sol, Sol thinks he's hard for some reason. Like he, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at that brute strength and bursts i've got no stamina but you know i can i can lift a heavy object if uh um i've got this i think i know what he's gonna say <laughs> oh really oh god yeah um okay i think i've got an answer here okay i mean i i could take like a human dwarf uh, a little person <laughs> Is that the politically correct term, uh, little person? Is that... You don't think what you don't think you get an animal bigger than that? Yeah, I mean, well, have I got any weapons? No, bare hands. Have I got a knife? Bare hands. Bare hands. Bare hands. Um, what? I mean, no, I prob- probably a human. I don't think I could get any bigger than a human. Say an a animal. horse. I could kill a horse. A horse. One hundred percent. I could kill a horse. <laughs> I said horse. Oh, <laughs> I knew it. Damn I it. Knew it. I went with uh, I went I went with oh, panda because uh. because they're quite docile. <laughs> they're quite docile. So I thought he'd be because it's Sol and he was bound to make a pun if he thought about it for two a seconds about hands, killing yeah. a pet bear with his bare hands. Yeah, I did think that. Uh. Oh my god! Well done, Cal. Uh, no, I knew he'd say horse because he would uh, like like Alan said. Saul thinks he's harder than he is, but he wouldn't. Be, he, he doesn't think he's so hard that he could say a bear and get away with that. <laughs> oh, there's but no he's chance. Also, he's also not going to go for something like a a big dog. So I I thought a horse would be yeah. He could never kill a horse with his bare hands, but <laughs> I I took on a big dog the other day. It was it was barking across the field, and I ended up like walking towards it because I was like, "Does it has its owner fallen down and it's doing like a lassie, and it wants attention?" But it was just like from across the field, so I had to walk over, and then it would like go slightly further back, and Uh. it was a whole drawn out thing. And I got I got to a point where it just it just like went under some barbed wire and ran off, and I thought, okay, it didn't wasn't. Alan. Yes. What type of cosmetic surgery is Alan most likely to have? <laughs> yep, we're all thinking it. Uh, I, I have a definite answer. I have a definite answer for this. Oh. Okay. Right. Go on. I, I have mine. Okay, so Alan, can you tell us what type of cosmic sur- cosmetic? Co- not cosmic. Is that like cosmic when you become like a man. space man? <laughs> You're like gills, but for space. Uh, cosmetic surgery are you most likely to have? Let me demonstrate this physically. 
What is going? What's going on here? It's getting extremely uh, well, thin in the... my older years. Hair transplant, oh, guys. Of course. Hair plugs. Oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> Damn it! It's. I went for fake abs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the the obvious the obvious joke was some sort of like dick correction dick reduction surgery, but I went for something to sort out his crow's feet. <laughs> so Calvin, what Disney character are you most like? And are we saying Ooh. physically, or are we saying <laughs> like personality? Well, well, is this, like, is this like expanded Disney? Disney? Because the answer is obviously C three PO if we're allowed like Star Wars. That is not a Disney film. Um, two dimensional, feature length, animated Disney film. Which Disney character? classics? Disney classics, as it were. Okay, okay. From the golden to the shit to the Renaissance to the post. <laughs> Mm. official <laughs> the David Hyde Pierce character in that <laughs> I, I think I know I I have no idea who Calvin is going to pick oh I know I know I know I know who he's going to pick I know he's going to pick I've got it I've got no concept at all of this to be honest with you I've, just I've got it I've got it I've figured it out because we, we spoke about this back at uni at length one day, I remember. Right. Okay. <laughs> Calvin, do you have an answer? Okay, well, um, I, uh, I I think that the people in the comments have got it very right with Zazu. Oh, um, oh shit, oh. I'm so wrong. I know who Saul's going to pick. Um, Archimedes the Owl from no? Stone. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, okay, then. Never mind. Because that would have been my second choice, but I don't think I'm that grumpy. <laughs> No, you... I, 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 I went for, I went for Piglet from Winnie the Pooh. Because <laughs> um, we did have a, we did have a, a, I remember Calvin and I both went to see that, uh, the 2011 Winnie the Pooh in the cinema and then discussed at length who each member of the toy gang was in our house. Yeah. And they all married up quite remarkably. I think I was Tigger, Calvin yeah, was Tigger. Piglet. Uh, Connor, who's been on the show, was Rabbit, which was the most accurate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But that Winnie the Pooh showing, this was like me and Sol at like 20, <laughs> 21 years old going into this <laughs> family film in the middle of the day on a Wednesday. At <laughs> least we went together. Well, yeah. But at least well, yeah, we, we knew we couldn't get away with going on our own to that yeah. much of you a kid's can movie. if no one else is in the screening, which is what happened to me with Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Oh, there, no. there were parents, there were mothers <laughs> with their kids playing Tig in the cinema, playing Tag. I genuinely I freak out every time I go to a screening and a single white male walks in. Like, just building their own. Well, that's offensive. It's like... I'm gonna that's, die. that's every time I go to the cinema. <laughs> yeah, when they just walk in on their own and it's like a screening of it too, and I'm like, this is this is how I die. Genuinely, when I first that. went to see the lighthouse, that's basically what happened. Acting really that's... fucking suspicious, and I was like, I'm not gonna die here in front of the lighthouse. That's every time I go to the cinema, and there's always two others, and I don't feel bad about. It. I always feel a bit weird until I, I go. Oh no, he's on his own. He's on his own. It's all right. It's fine. Barney's a film like The Lighthouse, my, it's... I, I must have told the anecdote on the podcast sometime um, about when I went to see Brave by myself and it was just me and two <laughs> yes, children. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, 
I have every respect for going to the cinema by yourself. But as someone that often goes to cinema by themselves, for some reason, when I go into, it's mainly horror screenings and there's like a lonely old man at the back. I'm like, oh no. I'm right here. Have I ever told the (laughs) anecdote about when I went to see the League of Gentlemen's Apocalypse in the cinema with my friend, uh, Howard, who's been on the show? And there was this one guy sat on the row behind us, but, you know, many, many, many seats across, just staring us out, like... (laughs) And we kept turning around and just being a bit like... And then he moved a bit closer, and we were like, what the fuck? And we were both just sort of trying not to acknowledge it, but, like, being very aware this guy was, like, inching closer. Every time he turned around, he was a bit closer. And it got to a point where he just came along and, like, put his hand on my shoulder... And I turned round and he went, You're my wife. <laughs> and then And then Howard and I both laughed um sort of out of politeness more than anything. And he just kind of went back to his seat. <laughs> and it was just like great, great. Alan, who was your answer in the end? Oh. I I went I went with uh Pocahontas. Pocahontas. <laughs> it was <laughs> my Disney knowledge isn't I... that great. <laughs> so, in terms of overall, I feel this is a very soul question. In terms of overall film quality, which is your favourite decade? Ooh. <sighs> Got to take his age into account here. Those yeah. formative years. Mm. It's hard. That is really difficult. Oh, okay. Have uh, Have you both put an answer uh, down before I start waxing lyrical? Yeah, okay, answers? I've got an answer. Yep. Um, I, I always feel like I'm making a, a real case for like contemporary modern day cinema because a lot of people are like, oh, it's all shit these days. And I, I feel like the the one thing the studio system has done recently is it's got really good at making franchises and sequels. But I, I do think it's remarkable how much of an oiled machine the likes of Disney is now and most of what they pump out is quite good. Um, but I, I mean, I, cause it just seems like it's my formative years when I grew up. It Like it, obviously it's the nineties cause the 90, 1995 and 1999 are like the two years that just had all the best films ever made in them. So, and 94 as well. So Damn yeah. It. I put 2000s. <laughs> I have really? had 2000? so many arguments as to so what, what was the worst Did era. you go with 90s? Yeah. Was that your official 90s? answer? All of the comics ah, is filled with 90s. Well done. Nice. Childhood nostalgia, mate. Yeah. It's not. It's not. 1999 is phenomenal. 1995 as well. You've got so many incredible films from those eras. It's like everything right with film was culminating there. You had everything good from the 70s, but you had all the kind of studio bullshit from the 80s, and it was all coming together, and there was just a little bit of CGI and the pinnacle of, you know, animatronics and all that, and it was before everything, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Alan, which actor would play you in a film about your life? 
Oh. Now this is the thing, do we play into Alan's ego or do we go for realsies? Well, it's, I mean, it's obviously like, there's an obvious answer, but they're older than him, so it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> so it's it's gotta be, I'm, I'm taking this seriously as in who younger would you cast? Okay, I've got an answer. Well, that was quick. I have no idea what I think Alan's gonna pick something stupid though, isn't he? Like Evan Rachel Wood. <laughs> he is though, he's gonna pick fucking Joseph Gilgan because we've been going on about how much we love him. <laughs> um I'm really bad with this. Uh, uh, yeah, because it's actors under fucking thirty, really, isn't it? Alright, I have I've an got actor. an answer. I've, I... Okay, so obvi- the obvious choice is Ewan McGregor, but as you say, he's too old. He's too old to play me. So I've gone with someone... I've gone with looks. Uh, as someone who can p- could pass for me. He's a couple of years younger. I've definitely not got this. I've gone with Alfie Allen. I don't know who that is. Sounds that is right. a really good choice, actually. I think Tom Hardy could do it really well, but he's too old, and Alan would be furious yeah, about like it. Tom he wouldn't Hardy. like it. I did go yeah. oh, with... Overact- overrated actors, Tom Hardy. <laughs> uh, <what> was... <laughs> when he's thin. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, and with a beard, I could kind of, yeah, see that. Well, I, I was trying to preemptively predict Is it Alan Dwayne the Rock Johnson? I went John Boyega. <laughs> but, um, which I still think is quite a good shout, but... Yeah, you would. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd happily take that. Yeah, <laughs> I've got. Yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a good shout. Mate. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, does that mean it's a three-way tie? It is. We each have a point. We could have more questions to try and break that tie, or I could do a question of my own devising as a tiebreaker. We could just. It's just a bit of fun, guys. Don't get carried away. <laughs> We're gonna have to. Um, I am about to die on my battery here so yeah i'm i'm I, I as much as i'm enjoying this and it's been a wonderful great bit of fun i'm very aware that we're coming up to we're the three, three hours hour in <laughs> and there's little there's little editing we can do on this to put it out as a as an episode which is the plan um so it's probably worth wrapping up uh, but we can do it again soon, I think. Yeah, I, I've I've had a, a great time. I hope everyone. Yeah, yeah it's been fun. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And chucking your comments in, enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and thank you, thank you, and... Emily, for sort of helping. We kind of Emily volunteered. Yes, huge thank Emily you. Emily volunteered to host us on her Zoom because she's got the proper Zoom where you you can last forty minutes. But actually, having someone here to read comments and stuff has been really good, especially uh, and just to kind of mm. corral us a bit, especially as I. Because yeah, I'm doing definitely. this on my phone, I can't see everyone, and I'm getting the comments kind of in a yeah. little chat window thing, and I can't read everything. So it's been very helpful to have you here. Thank and, you. And I've made a new friend, so thank you <laughs> yes. for joining. It's and if you enjoy the the comedy stylings of Emily, you can you can hear more of her on. Uh, well, you can you can hear last week's or possibly the week before, depending on when we put this episode out. Uh, podcast. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. 
that we've done on diminishing returns. And of course, Emily has her own podcast, which you can plug wow, now. If you yes, so I have a podcast. It's called Why This Film. It looks back on the movies of your childhood. Uh, and that's your childhood, regardless of how old you are. It just so happens that most of my friends were born in the 90s. <laughs> so all of the films have been 80s and 90s. But this week we did a Zulu episode from 1964. So it doesn't matter how old, Alan, or young you are. Uh, you can come on my podcast and talk about your childhood. And it's super fun. It's really great. I have a good time. And childhood nostalgia hashtag. Check it out. <laughs> Thank you to everyone uh, who came to see us and listened to us. I'm scrolling yeah, through to see you all now. Look at your little faces. <laughs> it has been very good to see everyone. Thanks actually. so it's much quite for cool everyone who everyone's faces and stuff putting in putting faces to yeah. the names. Because yeah. I know I see names. And thanks and stuff. to uh, thanks to everyone for their contributions in this episode as well. Everyone who asked a, a yeah. question and and yeah, just coming and, and watching and listening and uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks so much, guys. Yeah, and thank uh, you. yeah, if if you if you've listened to this episode uh, as as part of the the main feed, if and when we drop it on there, and you think, oh, that sounds like it was great watching that and seeing all those little visual gags <laughs> and, and things that we can't hear. Um, then you know, do do head over to our Patreon that we plug all the time, Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dim Returns, and uh, you can perhaps take part in the next one of these if we if we do another down the line. I think we will while we're all locked down. Yeah, it's a nice thing to do. Everyone's yeah. available to watch. I've had fun. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much, guys. It's been a joy. Uh, yeah. Stay safe. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs>